and welcome to The Franchise, the only podcast where friends get together to talk about movies. I'm Tyler Dennering. I'm Connery Hansen. Brand new intro. <laughs> and it's uh, totally true. We're the only podcast ever that's ever talked about movies. If you've been listening to other ones, you're listening to bootleg versions of ours. You need to stop it right now. Uh, with us today is Caprice Castano, director and friend. Hi. Hello. Guys? Hi, Caprice. <laughs> <laughs> I can already tell from your voice that you're so excited to talk about your favorite movie, <laughs> the subject mm-hmm. of today's podcast. Yeah, you know what? Do I? Oh, do I love a Western? I can start there. I can at least say I love a Western. Good. And end there. I guess there's, <laughs> I guess there's tombstones involved in this movie. Yeah. Oh, you God. Like tombstone. <laughs> <laughs> um... Yeah, yeah, yeah. There are teams to that. We'll get into it. I, I don't know how you guys usually do this, but I would like to before we, you know, get into the actual plot. I want to read off my drunk notes. Oh, please. In order, a yes. little bit. Yeah. If you not, well, do you want to intro the no. movie first? <laughs> no. <laughs> you want me to do it then? <laughs> we. Wait, do you, should I start reading my notes and people have to guess what yeah, movie sure. it is? Yeah, sure. Let's do oh, that. That'd be fun. Well, you already know by they're gonna know. <laughs> but. Unless they just like click randomly on the internet, like. <laughs> yeah. Do it, Caprice. Much, much needed recap. Not. I miss Uncle Fester. <laughs> Heaven forbid you haven't seen another one of these. Um, Doc is so shocked about things being made in Japan. What? <laughs> My notes too. This this movie sucks. We get it. It's a western. What's the actual point? They are both alive in the future. What more do they want? Why is everyone screaming? This train scene is boring. And then yeah, and then I have a. a I have a story at the oh, end. Oh, okay. But, um, that, yeah, so that those are my notes. That's right. We're talking about Mortal so. Engines today. Woohoo! Peter Jackson's produ- produced, right? <laughs> Long-awaited sequel series to Lord of the Rings. Boy, howdy. Um, we're talking about Back to the Future Part 3 today. And <laughs> Caprice, if you haven't noticed, this is how we start every episode just poorly and me laughing too much inane rambling and trying to do it as poorly as possible so um yeah we watched part three and our original guest couldn't come on and that's totally fine never mind just forget about this (laughs) but i wanted you to be on it beyond the episode first caprice i wanted to make you watch this awful movie first (laughs) oh thanks guys (laughs) yeah no, it was really interesting to come into this movie not watching the first or second one since I was under 10. So See, This is what I was hoping for. Like, exactly this. Yeah. This is good. Well, you got it. <laughs> Basically. You surely got that. I was that. like, oh, yeah, just doing, like, a traditional booking. Like, oh, yeah, one of my friends, whatever, like, they like this movie fine or whatever. They've seen the series a bunch, and then they couldn't do it. And I was like, hmm, I need to have Caprice on sooner than Batman Forever. That probably won't be for a couple months. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. basically, I'm like, hey... You live right next door. <laughs> I talk to you. It's time. <laughs> We're friends. We need to do. We need to uh, have you on here at some point. And yeah. um, <laughs> you haven't seen any of the Back to the Futures, I think, right? For for years, like you said. 
Yeah. Uh, before I was like 10. And I definitely have seen the other two way more than this one. I know I've seen it. But I think it was, I was so bored with it as a child. I just don't remember. I mean, it's really forgettable. Mm-hmm. It's the most it's the most energetic, boring movie I've ever seen. Are you talking about the first one or just all of them or no. Oh, all no, of them. No. <laughs> no, at least this one. I don't remember the other ones. I wanna kinda no, I don't want to go back and revisit them to be honest. There's it's too but it, I just wanna like calm people down. It's just like too much for me right now. My energy levels is not matching docs. Yeah. No, never. I don't think anyone's ever days. really could. Well, you done cocaine? We actually talked about that in Back to the Future Part (laughs) 2. Because he uses banana peels and like Miller Lite to fuel the DeLorean. And they were talking with Ryan Mm -hmm. about how it's like, what if you put coke in the DeLorean instead? It's like, yeah, they probably had more of that than they had like beer or anything just like around on set. So it would just go wild. How come that broke? How come what broke? The like the fuel modifier, like Marty talks about using gas in the third one, but they have that new fancy, um, one that can like take a. Oh no, that that one was destroyed. My bad. Never mind. I don't know. In the first movie, Marty's like, "Oh, this thing's nuclear," and then Doc's like, "No, it's electric." And then in the third one's like, "Oh no, it needs gas." So it's really useless. I don't know, but (laughs) I guess before we get into the movie, wholesale Caprice, what what's new with you? What uh, what you been up to? What you been watching, playing, writing, doing anything? Oh, oh man, I uh, well, gosh, so much. I got I have about three music videos I should be working on in the coming weeks Ooh. by different people in LA. Some of which Tyler knows. I'm doing one for Mike Cohen. Nice. Yeah, I'm doing something. Um, for a few other people. Yeah, I actually got really busy in the past few weeks with film stuff. Good. Um, yeah, also in a band that's doing really good awesome. called Lava Works Inc. We are a corporate band. Ooh. Yep. Which means our our aesthetic is just corporate. So, you know, make sure to buy our pens and our sticky notes <laughs> and our paperweights. You Any can staples? buy... No staplers mm. yet. Those are coming, yeah. but you can buy any of our products, one for $10,000 or 10000 for $1. Interesting. Yeah. I like it. I think I know the better choice. It's the first one. <laughs> you want 10,000 staplers with Lava Works on the I side? think you actually imagine the volume 10,000 staplers would be. But they don't have staplers. Yeah, that's a lot. Is, is the one more precious than the 10,000? No, it's just a general model that I've seen online with bulk buying things for companies. It's like they scam you into buying more things. Ah. So as a corporate band, we're trying to do that. I as see. Well. I gotcha. Mm-hmm. Do you guys? Do you have like a favorite song that you guys do? Um, we are working on a really metal version of the Terminator's uh, theme Ooh. song. That's cool. Yeah, it's very cool. I'm playing lead guitar, just like shredding nice. the theme. It's great. It's very weird. But yeah, every every song is completely different. Um, there's like a folk song. There's a doo-wop song about trash cans. <laughs> I like that. There's a... Uh, fuck. There's a... There's a, there's a, a punk song called Anti-Pasta, and it's me just screaming names of Italian meats. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. Anyway, enough about me. <laughs> Have you been uh, watching anything? <laughs> That you could recommend right now? 
Oh, I watched I watched the original Candyman last Ooh, night. Is that the first time Holy you saw shit. it? No, just in a long yeah. time, and it is so good. Like, it is so strange. But yeah, I liked that. Uh, I've been watching a lot of trash, like Ninety Day Fiance whoa, stuff. Whoa, whoa, that that show's golden. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, one man's trash, right? One, one. Um, I was gonna say one big Ed's trash, but that would imply that oh, <laughs> that's mean to other people, well, not big Ed. <laughs> We don't talk about Big Ed. <laughs> In this I feel house. like I'm behind. I have no idea who Big Ed is. You're better for <laughs> it. That's what, my, uh, that's what my doormat says. In this house, we don't talk about Big Ed. Ooh. <laughs> Careful what you wish for, Tyler. Oh, no. Big Ed's like Big Ed going to come to your house? <laughs> if I say it one more time, he'll also, appear. <laughs> they're, all, they're all on uh, Cameo. <laughs> so be careful. God, yeah. Ooh. This Christmas... You might be getting a treat from oh, no. someone. Yeah, I found a few from like <laughs> earlier seasons, like uh, like Muhammad from like season three. I'm just like, no, why are you on cameo? I hate this. I know. No, I'm, I'm fully gonna get one uh, of Darcy for uh, my boyfriend at some Great. point. You like Darcy? Okay, we don't need to go into this. It's not 90 Day Bay. Yeah, Connery needs to catch Never up mind. before we have this conversation. Yeah, I feel like I okay. desperately do need to. Apparently, but um. Uh, it's yeah, that's Good. great. Yeah, only I saw the original Candyman only like last year, and it was yeah, it was one way too. It's like how did I never like know about this really? I think it's like a better made movie than like a lot of the, like the other franchise horror movies too. And then the mm-hmm. sequels, I think, kind of fall off. But the new one's coming out, so I'm excited for that. Oh, I still haven't yeah. seen the original Candyman, so that got to put that on my list. Oh. It's it's really it's really good and weird. The only thing that was that was kind of annoying is my my boyfriend is from Chicago and loves Chicago. And like the whole time, he's like, oh, I I went to school there. And I'm like, all right, like settle down. He's like the windy so city. I, yeah, exactly. There was that one. There's that one point where it's like Candyman's lair, and I'm like, let me guess, you can get the best hot dog there. Like, I used to hang out near this giant tire fire that they. Exactly. <laughs> at the end of the movie. Exactly. <laughs> giant totally. It's like shut up. I'm like that's. I just assume you know where every single thing is in Chicago. That is your city. Anyway, I, I used to eat deep dish with Candyman himself. <laughs> the deepest candy like, dish. <laughs> Let me take a deep dish with the bees. Oh God! I totally forgot about all the bees. Yeah, the bees are pretty horrifying. So many bees. Yeah. Uh, I read somewhere that the actor, this is not going to spoil anything, Connery, but the actor said that uh, he wanted an extra $1,000 per bee sting. And he got stung 23 times. That's that's $2,300. Yeah. There you go. Oh, I know. It's not. It's $23,000. My bad. Yeah, $1,000. Yeah. I was going to say you're good at math. Bad at math. Opposite. That's opposite (laughs) of my brand, Caprice. It's bad at math. He said, for every bee sting I get, I want 10,000 staplers and a dollar. (laughs) (laughs) He he sold his soul. And wait for it. I don't. <laughs> Connery, what have you been watching or playing or listening to? <sighs> That's a good question. Um, well, this past weekend, I watched Hamilton along with the rest of America. Wow. <sighs> Caprice, don't you dare eye roll at me, you coward. <laughs> and <sighs> <laughs> I like it. It's amazing. I don't care. I don't care if it's cultural zeitgeist or whatever. I saw it before. Everyone thought it was crazy good, and it is still crazy good. So did that. 
Um, I'm playing Crash Bandicoot, and I hate it, and it's really oh. hard. <laughs> I didn't think a game like that would be that hard. Are you playing the first Caprice, one? you're making a face at me like, it's easy baby town. I've never played it. I just like, I like Crash Bandicoot. It's the most bizarre oh, yeah. like character to me. It's it's definitely, they did like a remaster of it, and I'm playing through that, and it, it's hard. It's really hard. Yeah, the first, are you playing the first one? Yeah, I'm playing, I got like the insane trilogy thing that they yeah. got, so. I never beat the first, the first one, one, and I grew up with it, and it's just like, it's like Donkey Kong Country, too, where it's like, it starts off kind of easy, and then it just gets incredibly difficult, and they just can't get to the end of it Ugh, but the yeah. second one and third ones are like easier because like i don't know it's just they more toned fun to it play. down a bit <laughs> well that's good at least i look forward to that but uh yeah other than that i'm just been kind of hanging out just uh playing my videos and uh right now me and jose are starting work on some new kind of podcast which should be interesting can't really say much details about it but Secret, huh? Oh, well, I don't oh, want to blurt it out of the airwaves for us to get, uh, just to get taken away from us by some other enterprising fool. It's the anti-franchise. <laughs> it's the anti-franchise. <laughs> Bizarro franchise. where You, you only, can be on it if you want, Tyler and Caprice. You only invite people that you hate onto the show. Interesting. That is a hard dynamic to do. <laughs> Isn't there a show like that? I feel like there is. Getting close. You have me. Oh, oh ouch. Ooh. Okay, <laughs> I thought me and Caprice were friends, but we're learning new things right now. I'm just kidding. because you're hurting my feelings. I, I wasn't, I just didn't know where I stand, you know? Being, being, I mean, the fact that you guys asked me to be on, uh, fucking Back to the Future 3. It really um, means a lot. Doesn't feel very friendly to me, <laughs> considering my love of movies. We just knew mm. you could take the bullet, Caprice. Well, you could take the hit and still be standing. Yeah. Priorities, John, you know? you're still standing. Just think about that. Well, Connery, I'm glad you're playing uh, Naughty Dog's best video game, Crash Bandicoot. Yeah. <laughs> sure, why not? <laughs> uh, Tyler, what have you been doing? I've been watching some John claude Van Damme movies, because I just never so. have seen any of his movies, and our friend and past and future guest, Turn O'Neill, has been <laughs> just talking about JCVD a lot recently. So I watched Kickboxer and Bloodsport. Were they good? Uh, yeah, they're they're good. I guess. <laughs> have you seen it? I mean, have you those... seen any of those Caprice? No, but I I've listened to How Did This Get Made enough to know that uh he's got good buns. Yeah, I had I've like looked up those buns. He does have good. He's buns. doing the split Damn. in that uh picture you posted on Instagram. I'm like, that's impressive. He's always doing the splits. He's always doing. There's just like a. For wait, which one is it? Because Kickboxer and Bloodsport are basically the same movie. They're like underground fighting tournaments in two different places. <laughs> uh, kick, I watched Kickboxer first, but it came out the year after Bloodsport. Kickboxer take pla- takes place in Thailand, and like an hour of that movie is a training montage until he finally fights at the end. Uh, and then so Bloodsport. Like Rocky? Yeah, I guess I haven't seen Rocky. <laughs> what? I haven't seen Rocky before. Oh, twist. That's fun. But I've seen uh, Kickboxer now. Uh, Rocky's okay. I was just laughing because I know if Jose ever listens to this. Future future Rocky guest, Jose Ibarra. He'll walk over to your house with a DVD copy of Rocky, all six movies, and make you watch them. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And then... I'd rather watch Back to the Future than Rocky, actually. Ouch. It just... No, you know what? That's not true. I was about to say it's more fun. No. 
but that's not the truth. I mean, I've seen Creed, and I liked Creed, but... Creed is good. Creed 2 is kind of the same thing over again. Nice. So it's like Kickboxer and Bloodsport? Yeah. But yeah, uh, so they're very similar movies. I think it's Kickboxer is the one. Yeah, because at the end of Kickboxer, they have to fight in this arena, uh, him and the main villain or whatever, and they have to like put their hands in resin and then like put it in glass. Cause mm. I, yeah, because that's a more traditional one because they have to... It's like... Oh, it's like the ancient kickboxer way or something that they have to put glass in their hands. And then they also have to wear these like, they're not even like man thongs. They're like really weird. Like they're just like, it's basically just like, I don't know. It just looks, he's basically just wearing underwear and like a little skirt because it's like traditional clothing. So like, cool. It's just two men fighting, and their butts are just flapping all over the air and stuff. So With shattered glass and <laughs> indented into their knuckles. Yeah, and he does a lot of splits. So Oof. I actually I like him a lot as a martial artist, having finally seen some of his movies. And like I like having seen some Steven Seagal movies. Um, I know this is all like super basic action stuff, but I don't know. Steven Seagal is just like so freaking serious, and like a lot of martial arts action people, you know. But like. JCVD has like this kind of like very like especially in these movies very like faux like 80s spiritual kind of thing that like mm. it's really like cheesy but at the same time he like believes in it so it's just like <laughs> oh he just seems like like a cool guy kind of so he's got some heart yeah so that's a uh, and some buns yeah, exactly some buns. so that check out kickboxer <laughs> I think I did like it. I'm just kidding. I, I know I know more about those movies than the butts. I just I like the idea of like being on a podcast and like I'm the girl and I can only talk about his ass. <laughs> you can keep it up. <laughs> bun sport, not blood sport. <laughs> yeah, bun sport. He's yeah. got a heart between those two buns. Ew. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> buns boxer. Buns boxer. Oh. Uh, other than yeah. that. I finally have seen Dunstan Checks In. Good. Which I highly recommend. Did you ever see that, Caprice? Of course I've seen it. Yeah, I've never seen it before. I'm guessing you haven't, Connery? No, what was was that one movie that Caprice got you or something with the dog that could talk and it was really upsetting? Fluke. I got him six of those (laughs) for my birthday. (laughs) I forget what I... I got him six DVDs that I found on eBay that were all movies about talking dogs but like live action yes. yeah it's not for no other reason than you're just my friend and i know you would appreciate <laughs> not that. even just talking dogs but they like are because they're not like it's not like what is a talking dog movie but basically Airbud. no Airbud doesn't talk yeah um, that's why i was like oh wait Airbud doesn't talk the buddies the buddies movies yeah they're not just which is part of Airbud. They're not just like talking dog movies. They're basically like a human transforms into a dog in some weird way. They're all dog transformation movies, I think, that you got me. Yes. Right. Like one's like a mob boss. One's like a dead dad. Yeah. One, right? One's They're like all ghost like, dad, except yeah, he turns into a dog. One's, well, that's basically right, a fluke. Right, right. Yeah, the dead dad was fluke, and that one was just bizarre. <laughs> fluke is basically Jack Frost, except instead of a snowman, he turns into a dog, and it's Matthew Modine, and it's really depressing. And Samuel really L. Jackson is. voices a squirrel, I think. <laughs> oh, yeah, he does. I literally just found like a, a listicle of like do- like movies where dogs are used to be humans or something, and just went and found every single one on eBay. 
yeah. But what'd so. you think of? Uh, it was expensive, Tyler. That was like an expensive so birthday thank you for gift. Those. We'll have to watch all those. Man, you're so. welcome. Fluke is yes. really good and terrifying. I recommend that too. But Dunstan checks in. Uh, is about an orangutan who is in a hotel, and he is such a good actor. He should have won a lifetime achievement award. Rest <laughs> in peace, Dunstan. Aww. But Olo, Olo from uh, Beetlejuice is in it, and Dunstan keeps injuring him in multiple ways, and Olo does nothing wrong in that movie, and it's really funny. So Check out cool. Dunstan Checks In and Bloodsport and Kickboxer. Now let's talk about Back to the Future Part 3. <laughs> da, 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 da. <laughs> okay. Um, what are your guys' like, initial thoughts on... Connor, let's start with you, because I know Caprice already didn't like it. <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, I have a similar viewpoint to Caprice as well. I, even after watching all the other two, I watched this movie and I was like, I don't, I got really, really bored. Uh, if I, if I didn't have to like take notes for this, I probably would have just been on my phone for like most of the time. And yeah, poof, it was just, it was pretty rough. I, I got bored several times and I checked the running time of the movie. It was like nearly two hours long. And there are several points. I'm like, this doesn't need to be two hours long. Like, this is ridiculous. Like, I could release it on VHS and be a half hour thing, and it can be done. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Ultimately, I don't know. It's just I didn't like it. I'll say that I probably <laughs> didn't enjoy it. It was my least favorite of the three. I thought maybe I'd be like, surprise, the third's my favorite, but it's it's not. It just wasn't that enjoyable. Yeah. Especially funny watching that uh, documentary you sent me them like the three the perfect number to end the series on and with such a bombastic great western I was and I watched that after I watched three and I was just like ugh like what a weird taste to leave in your mouth for that fun series yeah this like huh it's, go ahead Caprice it's such a weird direction yeah. like future past more past western. But like no, it's so it's so just like we are. Look at how Western this movie is. We don't care about plot. Right. We don't care about entertaining you. This is a Western. And the whole point was apparently like this whole third movie was made out of like a few scenes from um back when well, I were supposed to be in Back to the Future Two in one of the drafts of the script. Which it, it you and you can mm. feel it like you feel like they're just like fleshing out like four or five scenes. Yeah, and uh, Michael J. Fox in the first movie. Like, I think Bob Zemeckis asked him, like, oh, like, what kind of genre would you want to be in if we ever made a sequel? And then he, uh, I keep wanting, call, keep wanting to call him Marty, but Michael J. Fox is like, oh, Western. So that's, like, why they did this in part. Mm. And mm. I don't know. Yeah, like, cool. the second one. <laughs> what if you said, like, 18th century detective? <laughs> <laughs> uh, the second one, like, we said last week or i guess when we talked about that on that episode it's like yeah like we like the future stuff in that movie i think that was like the consensus consensus but it just gets way too convoluted and that's what i don't really like about the second movie but then this Mm -hmm. one is just like it's like equally not good because it's just boring and there's not really a point really like at least with the second one there's like something you feel like there's some sort of danger and like a story to be told a little bit going back and forth with everything and the alternate realities and stuff. And then this one is just kind of like, Hey, let's just have a straightforward Western. And it does feel like, like an offshoot kind of thing. Like they could have done this with like any kind of genre and it would have just been like the same movie, but it's like, is it really needed to be told, I guess, to complete any kind of arc? 
arcs of character arc no. or anything. I mean, it completes Marty's character arc of him finally getting over the fact that when people call him a chicken, he attacks them. <laughs> yeah. That's so like, there's that. Which they should have solved in the second movie in the first place because <laughs> right? that's where most of it happens. But I just remember liking this one the most as a kid because I think it was the most straightforward and it's like a Western. So it's just like easy to digest, I guess. And it's like a really like simple Western. There's not really like anything crazy going on. But ultimately now watching it, it's like, yeah, there's I was so compulsed to like pull out, pull out my laptop and like look at Twitter and stuff while watching this. So. <laughs> Um, yeah that was tough like I started seeing myself doing that and I stopped last night and like watched the rest today because I was like like not paying that's why I parsed it out yeah because like I mean there was stuff see I I guess just because I haven't watched the other ones in a while but I did like some of the parts like when when we finally see Doc again and he like and they like come up with the track on how they're gonna get back Mm. and just like I like that scene like that was fun and then there's a love story yeah. in there, which is unfortunate. <laughs> unfortunate. <laughs> but like, um, what was I going to say? Yeah, the straight, the, the fact that it just becomes a straightforward Western is so confusing to me because that's not what these movies are about. Like, it's just, it's so strange. Yeah, it's kind of. That this was the decision. Kind of like a thing that it's just like, oh yeah, like, it'd be cool if this was a Western if they made like five more movies <laughs> and they're all in different genres, but it's like, this it doesn't tie it together perfectly as a trilogy or anything. It's like. Right, like, I think it should have like tied up nicely into whatever that means because watching the end of this one, I was like, what happened? <laughs> I don't know what's going on. So they have like explored um, like the quantum reality and like broken actually broken time like marty and doc head to the sixth dimension and like face off against doctor who or something (laughs) i mean i'm just speculating here like what would be a satisfying conclusion like they did the future breaking time thing in two they did like rewriting time in one like where can you go that kind of tops that time travel wise in three nothing they just travel like there should have been like 20 of them they just go to like medieval time yeah. like they should just like go back and forth and not breaking anything just straight to vhs reality releases, in the 80s. releases i guess when you like yeah there were yeah there's like some things at the very end of this movie that i was like somewhat satisfied by this like ending in this way but i guess now i remember what movie i'm thinking of it's like it's kind of like if you put temple of doom as like the third indiana jones movie in a trilogy it'd just be like what mm. Like this is really strange That's way perfect. to end the movie. It's That's not that way, but... crazy, but it's like still. It's like okay, what if we just do a full genre exercise as the third one, and it's like, okay, like where is this story going? At least Indiana Jones. That's a great yeah. point. At least yeah, you're... this might would have worked better as a second one. Yeah, probably mm-hmm. because like you the know? third one. Because honestly, like... the second one, like the first half, is very much about like it's completely new. They go to the future. There's all these like future prediction stuff, and which is fun because it well, none of that stuff happened in real life, you know. Because when they go to the future, it's 2015. But the second half of that movie is very like nostalgic and like reductive of like the first movie. So it's like kind of like you should probably end the series that way and like just give people what they like, what you think they want, kind of thing, you know. It's like, yeah, maybe the second one should have been the third one and, like, flip these around or something. Have, like, a league of evil biffs. <laughs> That'd be cool. <laughs> That'd be kind of fun. Yeah, like, if if they... I don't even know really the plot. I'm going to try to guess yeah, around. Like, you'll probably guess right. <laughs> um, But, like, so the first one ends, a bunch of shit changes, uh, and the second one, and they, like, 
that ends off in one like figuring out, oh no, we have to go back and change it, and they end up going back too far. Uh-oh, Western. And then the one where they go in the future is too far, and then they have to fix that way. That Caprice, that makes right? like a story that makes sense. Like I, I I could sell you could sell that. That's pretty good. Thanks. <laughs> that's good you yeah. did it because <laughs> in the second one they go to the future then they go back to 85 but it's an alternate reality 85 where biff is like donald trump basically and then they go back to the past yeah, and then they okay. go back to the present time again so it's just like more convoluted than what you're saying mm. oh so i made it you better. made it better okay <laughs> okay yeah like you fixed like a really awkward trilogy and you put the west in the middle where it'd be kind of fun and then be like oh no like Biff's still doing crazy stuff. We have some urgency to get back to where we need to be. And then the third one's setting up. Biff has done all this crazy stuff and they have to fix everything. But how? Question mark. Yeah, it feels it feels like right. a postscript almost. Like, especially with like Mad Dog uh, Tannen or whatever, like his great grandpa. Yeah. It's like, yeah, he's just like the least fun Biff analogy out of all of them. But he falls uh, in poop. And also, that actor looks and talks a lot like Johnny Ringo from Tombstone. And I was like, "Come on, did did Tombstone? Is that wait? When did Tombstone come out? Or later? Yeah, 90s, it came out ninety three. Right? Maybe Tombstone borrowed there, a lot did... from Back to the Future. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> they go. Oh, I like Mad Dog. Let's make, let's make Johnny. Or the actor looked at, was like studying this. Was like, hmm, Mad Dog. Yes. This is how I will portray Johnny Ringo in Tombstone. He's perfect. <laughs> His dirty face. He's perfect. Yeah, I was. But but yeah. So wait, I'm a little. Can can we clear something up about the plot really <laughs> yeah, fast? Because one of my notes was, you know, that why do what's the point? They are both alive in the future. What more do they want? Why do they? Okay, so that he Marty gets a note from Doc from the past, mm -hmm. right? But. It's like he, but he's already, he's alive in the Oh, like why does 50s, Marty go right? back in the first place? Yeah. If they're both alive in different times, who gives a shit? Live your life out wherever you want. Like, why, why, um, excuse me, why like, you know, potentially ruin more in the future? Yeah. If you're going to, you know, like why... Because I think ultimately Doc just ends up doing what he was supposed to be doing anyways. Like, like exactly. maybe he wouldn't have met. Um, I'm always forgetting her first Clara. name. Was it Clara? Clara Clayton? Yeah. yeah, maybe he just wouldn't have had like saved her or whatever if Marty wasn't there. Because like the way that reality was is that she died falling off that cliff, you know? But so? maybe... <laughs> Maybe she, he he like wouldn't have met her and saved her if Marty wasn't there, and then like they wouldn't be together and like gone on the weird time train thing. But yeah, maybe we should just like start at the beginning of this movie. And we'll yeah, go let's start at the it. beginning. We're we're, okay. we're gonna wrap through this. It's gonna be really fun. I feel like this is gonna be a juicy one. So we <laughs> okay. open on the first movie time travel back to the future scene where uh, Marty ends in the DeLorean. He goes back in time. We get Doc running around in the town square. And then uh, future Marty runs up to him and he goes, Doc, we have to go back in time to save yourself in 1885. And uh, Doc passes out. Uh, Marty takes passed out Doc back to the Brown estate and it's raining and it looks really, really bad. I don't, I don't know why. I just thought the rain looked really ugly and the lightning looked cheap. Yeah. Um, Doc Brown Doc lives in Pasadena. 
he does live in Pasadena. <laughs> oh, wait. Before we get going with yes. the plot, can I tell you guys my one second uh, uh, fucking... Uh, sorry, my brain. I'm drinking too much. I'm drinking too much. Uh, <laughs> That's good, lady. My one second impression of Doc Brown really Absolutely. quick. Okay, so... Actually, just Christopher Lloyd. It's better if it's just Christopher sure. Lloyd. Okay, this is my one second impression of Christopher Lloyd ordering a drink at a bar. Great scotch! <laughs> hey. <laughs> it's more of a joke. <laughs> it's good. It's a little bit of both. It's good. I like it. Keep it in your pocket. It's yeah, a good it is. one. It's fun. You can use that at get togethers and parties. Guaranteed laugh. Yeah. <laughs> Great Campari. <laughs> I was like, oh, what? <laughs> or what if Doc like anyway. Doc likes walks in and likes a shirt you're wearing? And says, "Great top." That works. Okay. Yeah. Silence. Yeah, I guess not as good. <laughs> Fine. That's why I'm on this m- comedy movie podcast. Whatever. Well, the <laughs> thing Brown the is thing just... is that the words <laughs> "scotch" sounds like scotch. "fine." <laughs> top doesn't sound <laughs> like, like scotch. it. Sounds like nothing. <laughs> Doc Brown's just walking down the street and just whenever he sees a woman, he just goes, great top. Yeah. He's just like a creep. Everyone's like, ugh, get out of here. Yeah. Well, we already know. I feel like we know he's a creep already. So it'd just be him walking further down the road of that. So yeah. Doc wakes up to the Howdy Doody theme song. Um, Doc can't believe that Marty is back in the, in the bad way. He's like, I sent you back to the future. What the hell are you doing back here? You dick, just leave my life. Marty proves to Doc via a letter that he sent to him from 1885 that he is indeed stuck in the past. So, and apparently this letter is a lot longer than the one we read in the second one because it goes, it ha- it's like pages and pages long. I'll it be right has, like, back. Map. Keep going. I started bleeding. <laughs> you started bleeding? Yeah, but keep going. Okay, jeez. Oh. Well, well, Tyler slowly bleeds to death. Uh, <laughs> R.I.P. Yeah, Tyler. Us, us, the avid impre- the professionals, we're just going to keep on rolling. Uh, Doc and Marty. Yeah. Um, oh, so basically the note says that Doc, 1885, Doc left the DeLorean in like an abandoned mine and sealed it off. So the two of them go back to the mine and they blow the entrance up and they find the ancient DeLorean and it's good and ready to go, apparently. So that's Nifty Keen. I'm alive. I'm, I'm happy. What, what, what part of you was bleeding? Uh, my ankle. Oh. Did you pick a scab? Oh. <laughs> yes, you did. Gross. Keep this in. Gross everyone out. I plan to. <laughs> I hardly even edit this show <laughs> anymore. But yeah, Doc Brown's like, oh, Jules Verne, let me set this up so that uh, it's some sort of payoff, even though it's not really a payoff at the end of the movie. Oh, I just it's really, really love Jules Verne. 20,000 Leagues from the Sea. Journey this on our earth. This is what I would have done. It's all he can talk about in this movie is Jules frickin' Vern. It's irritating. Yeah, it's... I'm, I'm getting exhausted already. We haven't even... We're not even in the West yet. This is like... Ugh. I feel like we're, this is gonna be like our most negative episode. <laughs> and I feel like the movie's not even that bad. It's just more so... It's like offensive because it's just kind of like like not very effective it's just boring i don't know like i Mm -hmm. was interested to see how this would stand up on its own as a movie and i was like oh yeah caprice you should watch just this one and 
that could be fun. And it's just like, uh, no, it just like doesn't really <laughs> hold up as like its own thing and or as a western it's just like yeah it's fine but like you could watch like a movie that's just straight up a clint eastwood western Western instead of somebody (laughs) named clint eastwood in it you know no seriously so when i was watching this my boyfriend was editing off to the side and he just at one point halfway through just took his headphones on he's like why is everyone screaming (laughs) that's his only note because they are like it's constant screaming Mm -hmm. From everyone. It's exhausting. I like the camera work. Um, like, something that's really inconsistent between all the movies is that, like, it all feels... Like, I'm glad they had, like, the same DP for the all movies, Dean Gundy, because it's like, oh, yeah, this feels cohesive, like, aesthetically. But, I don't know. Sorry, Connor. I keep going. No worries. Uh, Doc and Marty find the DeLorean. It's pretty in pretty good condition. They also find Doc's tombstone at the mine they're at, and it reads he was killed by Biff's ancestor Buford and was buried by someone named Clara, which doesn't really make much sense because apparently in time she's supposed to die, which is, I don't know. Or maybe, you know, Doc saves her that day, and then, like, I guess they fall in love, and then she buries him and mourns him after, like, two days. I don't, I don't know. It makes... It's, it's Looney Tunes. But... Uh, the two go to the library and they find a pic of Doc from 1885 and then Marty resolves to save Doc in 1885 and bring him back home and save his life in the process because he doesn't want Doc to die in the Wild West. I think it's before this, like when they're in the caves, when, yeah, when they find the DeLorean and like the circuit mm-hmm. shorted and then Doc Brown's like made in Japan. Right. Oh. Yeah, Doc has a horrible like made in Japan joke and then Marty's like, all the good stuff's made in Japan. Doc's like, ugh. He's like, unbelievable. Unbelievable. Yeah, like... And that's, like, something... Nationalism. He's still (laughs) holding a World War II grudge. Yeah, it's, like, it's 1955. Like, I would think that, like, technology would start booming in Japan. I don't know. You think Doc wouldn't even care that much either? Yeah, exactly. Like, oh, cool, like, a fellow scientist invents this. How neat. And would be less concerned with where they're from. (laughs) Yeah, Doc Brown's just, like, kind of racist for some reason. It's just, like... (laughs) I don't know. It's just definitely not a line that makes sense for that character. And then also it's it's just more like the 80s-isms, like we were talking about in part two, where it's just like mm-hmm. uh, Marty's, fired. Marty's yeah, boss is like this like Japanese businessman. And it's like such a thing in like 80s American culture. It's like, oh, look out, like Japan's buying stuff up. Oh, it's just like Blade Runner and like a lot of stuff. Like this Kurt Vonnegut book, Hocus Pocus. Like he's like works at a prison and like Japanese businessmen buy the prison and stuff. And it's just like I don't know, it was just like, a huge thing in the eighties and it's oh and Robocop three also, another right. thing. Where like the Japanese build Robocops to compete against, you know, Peter Weller's Robocop. <laughs> it's just a really weird fixation on that stuff. So I don't know. We're just but, really insecure about our technology, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> So I mean there's quite a there's quite a few lines of uh racist dialogue. Yeah, this movie oh, yeah. is like a lot more it's like probably the most racist movie <laughs> out of the three. Um Yeah, because like you're saying in the, in the library they say like, oh Mad Dog Buford killed twelve men, not including Indians or Chinamen. I'm just like, what the fuck? Like that's not okay, I guess that's like they're playing into like the like what people would say in the old West, I guess, but it's just like it's also incredibly dehumanizing, and this movie came out in 1990. Like, you know, it's, like, not... Yeah. Like, why Why would you like write that line? It's really strange. 
definitely gross. No, you can't you can't have like a fun western romp with racism. Like you got to choose a side. Like are you doing like a historical like talking about problematic things in the yeah. west? Or is this like a goofy slip on banana peel? You know what I mean? Like no, like none of that. Not that I'm saying it's ever okay, but I'm just saying like the message here is not to teach people about how the west really was. Yeah, yeah it's like I guess, yeah, it's like if the intent of that line was basically to make it, like, more realistic, it's like, oh, that's how people, like, wrote stuff. It's like, yeah, but this is just, like, a dumb fantasy movie. Like, it's not even really sci-fi, it's fantasy. So it's, like, throughout this whole movie, too, like, I know I'm jumping ahead, but it's, like, there's not a single person of color in the whole movie, and I know this is, Mm -hmm. like, a different time in Hollywood blockbuster filmmaking. It's, like, you know, early 90s and stuff, but still, it's, like, be kind of cool if, like, Goldie's ancestor was like the mayor of the old West town or something, or just anything gunslinger in general. Like there's no reason why no character, like why every character needed to be white along with all the other stuff. And just like, I don't know, but it's just an all white town. Where is this supposed to be? America in California. I think (laughs) it's supposed to be California. Oh, it's Hill Valley. Yeah. Hill Valley, California. Oh, yeah, okay. well, it's like especially if you're gonna say Pasadena. like, especially if you're gonna say like Indians and Chinamen or whatever, and then there's not a single like Chinese character in the movie. It's like okay, you're just like really right. like if you're gonna do that, you should have like there something. are there is one, and they're at the bathhouse, and they're on screen for a brief moment, and then they're gone. They have oh. no lines. It's almost just like a passing, or it is a passing. <laughs> but uh. Cool. Yeah, yeah it's exactly. Like, it's it's not even noteworthy. I just remember that they were that one was there. I feel like each movie, like the first movie, is probably like the least. I don't know if least problematic is the right term, but it's just like that's the like even the first movie. You're like, okay, so like he's the first movie's just really horny. Yeah, that too. But it's also just like he's like, oh, he inspires Mayor Goldie to become mayor, I guess, in this dimension, and then. He also inspires Chuck Berry to make rock music. And it's like, okay, that stuff's like, you know, that's like on the, like, that's just like not good optics, basically. And then just by mm-hmm. the third one, it's just like, oh, yeah, just, they just like say racist stuff and it's weird. <laughs> exactly. Speaking of racist stuff, um, Marty's dressed up in his Midnight Cowboy best and he's about to get in the DeLorean. And th- basically, they're at a drive in movie theater. There's a mural of Native Americans charging there. And basically, Marty charges, is about to charge through the barrier. It disappears, and we see an actual army of Native Americans charging forward. Marty screams, Indians! And drives away, takes shelter in a little ridge, like a cave kind of thing. And they ride over him. And then we learn they're not charging and attacking him. They are running away from American soldiers who are chasing after them ruthlessly. (laughs) And I'm like, well, that's dark. Anyway. It is a very dark scene. Mm-hmm. So, and uh, we also very needed. It's very needed, right? Totally. Yeah, it's like it's I like that good, drive-in. Good gag. I like the driving and everything, but then it's just like, oh, but then they just bobbled it all. Like, yeah, I don't know. It's just, just a lot has changed in thirty years, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, um, it's like, oh, cool. That's lodge. cool that they built a drive-in outside of Monument Valley. Like, I like that. I want to go to a drive-in there. That seems really like like cool. But then it's just all, yeah. you know. Just basically what we yeah. just all said. <laughs> um, the fuel lodge has been punctured by an arrow, and it's leaking fuel, so now the DeLorean is basically inoperable. 
Uh, blah, blah, blah. Marty goes into town. Oh, we know he's chased out of the cave by a, a big black bear. I didn't. I wasn't sure if California had black bears. I thought we had brown bears, but it's whatever. Um, he runs away. He trips, falls, and knocks himself out. Um, we get the third time in a row this gag where he wakes up in an ancestor's home and and goes, oh oh, and he goes like, "What, mom? Is that you?" And it's like, "It's okay. You're safe now." And like, whatever, in the Mc, His McFly Irish farm. His Irish ancestors and on the McFly farm. Then Marty wakes and goes, "Whoa, who are you?" And it's just, I don't know. It's the third time he's done it, and I was over it the second time he did it. At least he's not talking about his mom's boobs this time. I was surprised he didn't sexualize her in some way. I was waiting for it, like really waiting for him, just like say something. This woman just staring at him, probably in the most unrevealing outfit possible. And then his uh I forgot about all of that in the other movie, so that's all impossible to this <laughs> one. I probably would have been disgusted if I like Chut. Yeah. All right. I kinda remember it now. But yeah, there's that's I unfortunate. Think, like, like Mad Dog Buford's obviously not a good person, but he's somehow less creepy than the other two tannins. <laughs> yeah. Cause they're both just yeah. like sexually assault people and it's Weird. Or at least we witnessed them actually sexually assaulting people. I mean, I'm sure Buford would have liked to assault Doc Brown's girlfriend, Clara. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This has, this, another running theme in this movie series is the, is the sexual assault of women, which is also upsetting. Uh, sorry, Back to the Future. I feel like we're really just digging into you and ripping you apart with our teeth. But It's okay. It's also, I wanted Caprice on here, too, because we're talking about how... <laughs> Back to the Future is a boys trilogy. Yeah. Boys night. Yeah. Well, look. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's now I want to take notes on all the other two about like every single note of like why this is not. Oh, funny. you'll find them. You you'll fully find them. It, it's genuinely upsetting to like look at it through like just even the slightest feminine gaze. You're just like, it's awful. Like immediately, you, you're gonna find like, a billion things. Tight, tight, tight. Tight, tight, tight. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, back to not so good stuff. Marty adopts the name Clint <laughs> Eastwood um, this time around. Um, Seamus, Marty's great, great grandfather, offers to help Marty find Doc in town and uh, even gives him a hat. Also played uh, by Maggie, Michael J. Fox. Also played by Michael J. Fox. Maggie um, also... I'm surprised that Marty's girlfriend is not also played by his mother character because every other McFly has married a woman that looks just like his mother. I never thought about yeah. that. Do you all see this? Do you all see Great. how weird this is now? <laughs> well, I yeah. think they all imagine, like, of course they all look the same. Why would they look the same? Why would each of these women look the same? Maybe Marty's just, like, really inbred. <laughs> <laughs> he must be oh. at this point. He must be a, a lunatic. Like, jeez. That, that plays into my theory that Doc Brown doesn't exist. Also, <laughs> it's just in his. Is this a Jacob's Ladder scenario? I still haven't seen Jacob's Ladder, so I still don't get what that means. Oh. But yeah, isn't that where you have either. to pick Never one mind. of them? <laughs> or no, that's Sophie's choice. No. <laughs> 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 the two he has to Sophie's choice: seen. Doc Brown or his. That's family. the best mess up. <laughs> Jacob's Ladder I've ever heard. Wait, is it Jacob's Ladder or Sophie's Choice? Which one? <laughs> that itself is Sophie's Choice. Okay, I'm not, I won't, never mind. We'll, hey, we'll I wait. like, hey, 
Here's like, a positive. I like the 50s wheels on the DeLorean because he had to like scrap the for like the white the white wheels. That's right. That's that's good. <gasps> it's a good one. Okay. Anytime I think the concept for an episode will be fun, it's like, oh no, this movie's just kind of depressing in a, in a way that it doesn't intend. <laughs> it's okay. I feel like our next saga will be a lot more peppy. Yeah. <laughs> What's your next oh, one? You're going to find that out at the end when we draw from the trash can. Yeah. Mm, I can't wait to hear what I'm not going to be a part of that's way more fun than this. <laughs> she just glugs down a glass of wine. <laughs> but don't worry, it'll be peppy. It'll be peppy and fun and neat and not nearly as dark as this. Um, cool. Congratulations for you both. Yeah, thanks, Caprice. We just knew you could ride the dark with us. You could be our you could be our writer. It, it's cool. Be our ghostwriter in this Western not okay. adventure. Be our Nicolas Cage ghostwriter. Be our Nicolas Cage ghostwriter. Oh, all right. That makes sense. There we it. go. <laughs> um, he Maggie, also... again, is... Unsh- what, Tyler? <laughs> Nothing. I just wanted to interrupt, interrupt you again. <laughs> Good. I forget who sees his shirt. Oh, yeah. It's one of the guys in the bar who I guess those three old guys in the bar are just like old right. Western dudes. And one of them voices mm-hmm. the bear in Robin Hood. Oh. Like, yeah. He's hot Robin Hood or whatever. That was a treat. <laughs> or... Huh. That was a treat Oodle for me. Oodle golly, what a day. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's my favorite Disney cartoon, by the way, guys. I need to rewatch it again. It's a great one. I watched it on the on a plane ride at one point, I think coming back from uh, London, and that was an enjoyable experience. And I was like, hey, that's a fun cartoon. Oodle lolly, Is that the only song? Yeah. Are there other songs in that? Yeah, there's there's like a romantic one. Yeah. With the, with the fox love. Fox love, that's always fun. Everyone just says that the Fox Robin Hood's really hot. So I'm like, okay. Yeah. That's cool. Who are you talking to? <laughs> You're like, oh, my furry, my furry yeah, community. Yeah, this is thing on the oh, internet. Like, everyone's like, a lot hey. of our audience is now furries. <laughs> yeah, Twitter. Yeah, Twitter. Oh, oh that. this is another racist moment. Yeah, that's why I brought when... it up, yeah. Oh, okay. One of the yeah, guys please just continue. Says, Let's hear yeah, this. Yeah, one of the guys just says, must have gotten that shirt off a dead Chinese. It's like... Cool. This is necessary <laughs> and needed in this movie. <laughs> so, yeah, and I even said the bar looks pretty empty. Um, Seamus is also apparently bullied in the past as well because Buford walks into the bar and says, Seamus, I thought I told you not to be in this bar no more. And he says, oh, wait, you're not Seamus. Who the hell are you? Maury says, I'm Clint Eastwood. And I think they literally fight. Yeah, Mar- yeah Marty calls Buford Mad Dog. Yeah, he calls Buford Mad Dog, which makes him mad. He makes Marty do the bullet dance by shooting at his feet. Uh, Marty moonwalks, and it impresses everyone in the bar. But it's a bunch of old men, so I think they're just confused. And he, then he launches a spittoon at Buford, and there's another chase, except that this one doesn't go well. And Marty is nearly hanged to death, but he is saved by Doc Brown with a sniper rifle. Hey, here's a positive. <laughs> I like how when they give Marty whiskey in the bar, there's like some... Smoke, uh, some smoke. I was like, "Oh, that's yeah. cool. That's the part I like." I like that too. <laughs> it's like acid. I I I like that quite. Also, a bit. I also just like smoky drinks. I think the only time I've had a drink that they actually will do that. Um, like I'm sure there's places in LA, but the only place I've had that was like <laughs> in a snowstorm in Dublin or whatever. <laughs> and it's like things were shutting down, and they just like made cocktails real quick, and that's it was like neat. a smoke cocktail. I forget what those kinds of things are called, but smoker. You guys ever had a smoke cocktail? Yeah. 
No. Pretty fun. It's pretty cool. They're usually expensive. But not in this saloon, apparently. No. I thought it was less like he made him like a smoking whiskey and more like just a representation of like, ooh, alcohol, hard whiskey, smoking kind yeah. of Yeah. It's like, a, it's so, uh, it's so awful for you that it would burn a hole through wood. Yeah. Basically. It's like very cartoony. I like Yeah, that. it's funny. Yeah, it's basically. I'm surprised there's no more people getting bonked on the head and then a giant lump came out Birds. about. A foot That's in the air. Like this very, the hair, yeah, yeah. This very minor thing. It's like, oh, smoking the whiskey or whatever, because it's just mm. cartoony. It's like, I wish there was way more cartoony stuff in this movie. It's this really weird mm. middle ground of like too, too realistic, I guess, you know? Right. And then seconds later, there's a racist comment. Yeah, exactly. Um, Doc and Marty are reunited. Doc takes him to his new blacksmithing workshop. Doc has no clue who Clara is, and Marty says, like, oh, this woman buried you named Clara, and Doc's like, I don't know who the hell that is, and Marty's like, okay, well, whatever. The mayor stops by to announce that the new school teacher's in town, her name's Clara Clayton, and she's gonna be here soon. So now we know who Clara is. Um, we learn that Jennifer is canonically still unconscious. Like, still. Yeah, Marty's girlfriend is unconscious for basically two movies. What? What? Why? <laughs> why? I don't well, know. I'll tell she you could why, have cause... gone on all of these adventures with him, and like yeah, she... been cool and stuff. Was she just sleeping? Was she t- was she I napping? Think Don Brown, no, like, she she passes out, out from no, she passes out from shock when she sees herself in the future, and oh. and then Marty leaves her on a scary park bench in a neighborhood that is not her own in the dark future. Oh God! <laughs> so she's on that same park bench at the end she's of this movie. On that same bench for. I, I don't know. I guess time doesn't really matter in, in a movie like this, but yeah. in Marty's heart, he knows he left her on that bench for probably a month. But she's at her, her home. Uh, it's not her home when the, fir- in the, when the second movie, when he <laughs> leaves her there, it's not her house. <laughs> oh, w- wow. Her family doesn't live there. So I have a story about that. Should I tell it now or I'll tell it end? now. We're about- on the subject. Okay. So last night, my boyfriend, he's going through this thing. He's now done it two nights in a row where he is like sleep texting me and sleep calling me and waking me up constantly. And last night he was, he was with me and he kept waking me up and saying nonsense to me, like Hawaii stuff and like not making any sense. And I woke up like five times. So when I saw Marty shaking her awake, I was triggered. I was like, what is up with all these men trying to wake up their girlfriends all the time? He doesn't even shake her awake. He like kisses, he kisses her awake, her. which is like He's sleeping beauties. Oh yeah, that's yeah. right too. But anyway, I'm just saying I had a moment of like, why, why is everyone trying to wake these women up? We're just trying to sleep. Damn it. We're just trying to take a nap. She's been asleep for probably two weeks though. So I think the urgency oh. is there for him. Yeah. I didn't know. See, there's no context to that. Oh, seen none. The second one. So I was just like, oh, his girlfriend is in the, the future. Yeah, you just thought she was taking, taking a nap. Snooze. Yeah. Wouldn't that anyway, be that, nice? Now it makes more sense. Wouldn't that be nice? If she was yeah. just taking a nap, minding her own business, and then mm-hmm. instead of... <laughs> the, like, nothing happens for her on this adventure. And no. whatever, we'll get to it at the end. But yeah, it's just really so, strange. Doc pledges that he will never meet Clara and he will avoid a romantic connection with her. 
Marty tells Doc that the news that they need to get gas for the DeLorean. Doc reminds Marty that gasoline is not available right now, so they need a new solution. They try by actual horsepower, by, by dragging it with a whole bunch of horses. It doesn't really work. And then they see a train, and they're struck by inspiration. And their, their plan is to push the DeLorean with a train, which uh, comes into town on Monday, the day Doc is supposed to get shot. And uh, going to the bridge, it turns out the bridge is a straightway rail, and uh, it's not complete yet. So yeah, and in present day, it's called some... Clayton Ravine. And then Doc yeah. like makes a point to be like, Shonash Ravine, that must be like the Indian name for it. It's like, oh, cool. All right, so they just like renamed it a white name after <laughs> a dead white woman. <laughs> yeah, so that's cool too. That's fun, but no, see, even that's bullshit. There's no way that they would name something after a wh- a woman. <laughs> Yeah. No, but she right. died tragically. She, her death is more of the thing than actually her. It's just that she died. But I don't think they would care. But it's like it's like having like a thing like a mystery of like a ghost woman that like haunts the grounds. Like they don't automatically call it a man. Well, no, I'm just them being like, oh, this a, a woman died. I, I just I don't know. I just can't picture the rumor carrying like, for that long. Or even like sticking. Yeah. I hear that. Yeah, like and who even would know she died? That's a good point. And how would they know it was there? Like no one's investigating murders of women these days in those times, right? Maybe like, the sheriff if the mayor knew that she was coming, maybe he'd send the sheriff out looking for her. And then I'm I'm being okay. generous and being like this maybe they just follow work. the I, I know, like following the tracks and leading off the ledge and like, oh, that's Clara. She fell off that lit, red, lit, bleh, ridge. I don't, I'm sorry. You know, we know what made me so skeptical is this fucking movie. Yeah. I wouldn't be this dark <laughs> if I didn't have to watch. No, I think this they would only movie. call it Clayton Ravine if they only just if only to like consider like oh this delicate woman is such a tragedy. You know, like That's they would only do it for that because like she's so helpless on her own and died falling off this cliff. You know, it would only they would only name it in the this worst way. It will serve as a warning, warning to any other woman who would dare travel alone on these dangerous frontier roads, <laughs> or leave their husbands, exactly. or leave the house, <laughs> or dare do any of that yeah. learning. <laughs> Even though yeah, she's a teacher. exactly. It's See, a, she died yeah. because she tried yeah. to teach. <laughs> thanks guys you cleared it and that up spells pool. thanks for putting in your like your like your male perspective really yeah, I was about to make me. that joke you needed two white men to clear that up for you <laughs> no I'm just saying we know how, sh- how shitty uh, Woo. Uh, <sighs> well that's the podcast we'll see you later Anyway, (laughs) (laughs) our guest canceled us. Shutting it down. (laughs) Single-handedly, one foul stroke is all it took. All it took was Back to the Future Part 3 for us to demolish our own podcast. Well, that's what you get for bringing me on for this shit pile. We'll give you you a redemption episode, Caprice. We'll give give you something good. Yeah, I mean, you know, I promised some Batman, so that's gonna clear it up. Oh yeah, that's a good taste. But yeah, I'm not only here to poke holes in this movie; I'm here to poke holes in this podcast. So I'm just kidding. (laughs) And our eyes. No, that's fine. You'll make us better men for it, and that's good. (laughs) Everything needs improvement. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Even people as perfect as us. Uh. (laughs) That was gross. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. 
So anyway, right, where let's am I? This plot. There's a lot. There's a lot left here. Let's go. So Doc rescues <laughs> Clara from driving to her death, and then they take her to the schoolhouse. He's obviously very smitten with her. Uh, Doc builds another model explaining his plan that they're going to use the train and yada 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 and get it up to 88 miles per hour. It should be good to go. Clara stops by for a visit and wants her telescope repaired. Um, another romantic moment. We learn about an upcoming festival. And uh, it's the clock starting ceremony. Marty and Doc get their picture taken from the clock, which has now started. Clara and Doc Brown have a little dance. Buford tries to assault Clara. And that's pretty much it. Strickland, I guess, is the sheriff or the marshal of the town in this one. Who is? Strickland? The, the man with the little boy, if you remember oh, him. Oh, yeah. I wasn't even paying attention, I think, at that point. <laughs> I couldn't tell it was okay. him. I was like, oh, I guess that's who he is. I blinked out at this. I don't know. I remember the festival, but I totally, this is where I kind of started to Fade like. away. Yeah, because it's like, what's the fucking yeah. point? You're trying, like, the whole point of the movie is to go back to the future. <laughs> Why are we at a festival? I guess that's the whole opposite thing of this whole movie thesis is don't go back to the future. Stay in the past. Live in the past, in fact. Doc Brown doesn't. He ends up fine. Yeah, well, he's a straight white male. Yeah. Great. He can do whatever he wants. Congratulations. He can make time travel. He can make a fucking train fly. He's God. We're nothing. That train. That's exactly what we said with, like, we are talking with Ryan about uh, that he brought up uh, at the end of uh, part two. Where we have time travel to. It's just like, he's just like, well, I'm Asian, so I guess the 80s? Like, there's not really very many places I could go to in the past that it would be, you know. Yeah, we learned that time travel is a white man's game, apparently. Yeah. Or not apparently it is. Oh, yeah. I can't even think for myself. Like, you would have to be a completely different culture. Mm -hmm. Like, nothing American. No. I believe I said I'd be in England was mostly my thing. Which is I, I don't even know. But, <laughs> but hey, ZZ Top has a cameo as the band. Yes. That's cool. I do like a ZZ Top cameo. <laughs> Fun fact about ZZ Top, the drummer's name is Frank Beard, and he's the only one without a beard. But up bum. Isn't that interesting? Sure. That's you know what? I wouldn't say interesting, <laughs> I would say that's neat. It's like that's, that's a Isn't neat that, fact, like a joke. Tyler. Hey, here's another neat fact. Dean Cundy, the cinematographer, is the guy who takes... He's the photographer in the movie that takes their picture in front of the clock. Isn't that neat? Neat. That's neat. Isn't this, <laughs> I would also Isn't describe this that. neat? <laughs> we had a neato meter. It'd be pretty high. <laughs> it's it's halfway on the neat meter. It's just like, oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> I could have lived without knowing that information. <laughs> Hey, Dean Cundy also is excited to shoot this movie because he's like, oh, yeah, a Western. So uh, just more proof that like this just feels like a genre exercise. Yeah, that just feels like everyone was just really just like, cool, a Western. Let's do it. And that's all the thought that really went into like convincing anybody to do this. It was like, we're doing a Western. They're like, great, I'll do it. Yeah, I mean, one of my, you know, I watched half of this movie drunk and half of it very sober. I mean, I wasn't drunk. I was like, drunk in the morning. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But, you know, the note that I think towards kind of the festival, because of the the timeline here, is we get it. It's a Western. (laughs) Uh, That's like my overarching thing is we get it. It's a Western. This is the most 
energetic, boring movie I've ever seen. Yes. Those are my takeaways. So Buford is like mid-assaulting Clara and Marty's like, hey, not so fast. He knocks a gun. Actually, no, Doc stops it. Marty's like busy at a shooting gallery just hanging out. Yeah, he's good at attention. shooting his, his gun because he learned how to do it at 7-Eleven. Right. Yeah, that, that arcade game that he plays. Uh, oh, okay. I was actually confused on yeah, that. Yeah, it, it took me a little bit, too, where I was like, oh, yeah, he plays that ar- shooter, shooter arcade game. That's why I guess he's good at it. I thought it was a darker thing. Like he's murdered before and he'll kill again. <laughs> Behind 7-Eleven. <laughs> <laughs> no, just like, yeah, some kind of like weird... I don't know. I just assume the worst with this yeah. film. <laughs> I want to know what just, the worst is. He, he just drops the name of a uh, convenience store chain. It's just like, yep, this series is very eighties, and it's kind Turns of depressing. Turns out that sometimes. man would go on. That man would go on to invent the first Seven <laughs> Eleven. I dated a guy. I dated a guy that had a Seven Eleven tattoo on his foot. He must have cool. been really passionate about Seven Eleven. And it was at a bag. It said the sign, a bag of Doritos, and a Slurpee. And I didn't see it till about a year into the relationship because, like, I don't know, I just didn't see his feet for some huh. reason. And I was very disappointed. Yeah, I was gonna say, how'd you feel about that? Did did he ever express his and, deep love of Seven Eleven? Or he's just like, I don't know, I like it. He was also like a really big pothead. I don't know. I made weird choices. This was many years ago. This was like te- over the, ten years. Did they have to say Seven Eleven? Never forget. <laughs> Ow. Ooh. Oh, oofa, doofa. <laughs> oy, 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 oy. I'll um, wait for your notes on that joke. <laughs> what? You don't need to cut I'm it out. Pouring more wine. <laughs> Anywho's it. We live in fucking coronavirus I, times, dude. <laughs> the darkness keeps stacking up. Yeah. Never ends. Also, was anyone like just went the scene when Marty's getting hung it's like felt like i just don't even want to like you just hope he'd he die and that'd be the end no just like seeing someone getting uh, that get like getting lynched right now is yeah, like a little bit of a bad it was have to be in the podcast i'm just saying that was like i was like i just i like this is my heart is too heavy for yeah. this even there's definitely there's you know definitely like the combination <laughs> of lightheartedness in this movie alongside saying a bunch of racist stuff in this movie that i'm just like yep i definitely don't need to watch something like this right now it's like mm-hmm. it's so yeah. lighthearted, and that's just like to the audience at that time it like this is what i'm like projecting that's just like hey don't worry about everything everything's fine and it's like not having any kind of analysis yeah. into its dominant culture like its ideologies and everything of just extreme whiteness without thinking about it you know mm-hmm. so this this movie really made me you know, being, you know, in quarantine and also going through everything, it's really made me realize, like, how, like, actual sen- actually sensitive I am. Yeah, right. Being like, I can't right. even, I don't even want anything to do with this like, right no, I just want to, like, enjoy this movie because it's, like, simple and, like, sure, just have a light and breezy time. But it's just, like, I can't do that right now. It's kind of just, like, I just want to be, like, fuck you to the movie. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. Just a little bit. Let's continue with that plot. Yeah, let's keep going down the street. Go. Caprice is um, trying to leave. Choo choo, choo choo, motherfucker. <laughs> Buford has a little baby pistol pointed at Doc, and he's like, "I'll kill you with this." Blah. And then Marty intervenes, knocks the gun out of Buford's hand with a pie tin. 
And this makes Buford mad. Buford challenges him to a duel. At first, Marty's like, eh, but then he calls him a chicken. And Marty's like, I'll do it. <laughs> so there's that. Um, yeah. I believe Seamus confronts Marty after this. And he says, like, hey, like, you don't have to do that. You don't have to do this fight. It's silly. It's, he's just saying words. Like, please don't. <laughs> Like he even says, like, my brother Martin, he died in something, doing something stupid like this. So, like, just think about it. And Marty's like, eh, I don't know, maybe. You had a brother named Marty? And, the, and the, the, like, the wife goes, Martin. Like, I think she's the one woman that doesn't tolerate any of Marty's shit the most out of any of the characters in this movie. There's but, a whole... But also, like, what what a little, like, piece of shit. Like, you, you are new to this time period. What makes you think that... You can just duel. I don't like ugh. outduel a seasoned gunslinger who has killed a dozen times over. Yeah, who like say say you do shoot him or like he, he, there's cowboys are gonna fuck you up. I don't know. I just don't like the arrogance of Marty ever in any of these movies. I feel like I've always been oh, well. I don't. I didn't realize his arrogance. I guess when I was under ten. <laughs> but thinking of like you guys talking about how he like. You know, he made Chuck Berry realize what rock music. Mm-hmm. Oh God! Yeah, it's all it's, it's gross. All the optics of everything is really <laughs> bad nowadays. It's like I yeah. and I like that. Uh, I watched that documentary you sent me, Tyler. And one of the first scenes in the first Back to the Future, I, we had Joseph on, and his whole deal was like, no, like he doesn't really invent rock and roll. But in the note cue card thing, the guys made they make they literally write down Marty invents rock and roll, <laughs> which I was like, well, there's the proof right there. <laughs> Hey. Writer yeah, intense. So much. It's just really tough to like the farther you go into this series, it's just harder and harder to enjoy. Like it's if you, I think if you just watch the first ones, like okay, you know, like it's. I think it's a pretty entertaining movie, and it's t- a lot tighter. And like the script is really good in the first movie. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, if they just made one, that'd be great. But I, mm-hmm. I kind of feel like these two sequels like aren't super necessary. It's yeah. just box office stuff. I feel like we're. Are there? Anything? Can you name important? Like, are women important? Nope. Anywhere in this movie? No. No, in any no. of them. They're only plot devices. Mm-hmm. Jennifer is Marty's girlfriend, Again. and Marty kind of wants to have sex with his mom in the first one. No. Oh, I remember <laughs> yeah. that. He, yeah, okay. His it's the op- or his mom. It's it's the it's opposite. The... Sorry, the mom wants to have sex with Marty because she doesn't know. It's right but... now. <laughs> And he's trying to help his dad get with yeah. his mom. Yeah, his mom is really just like a plot device to get them together. You know, it's like there's not really like a bot, like a it's not really even a scene where it's like a good like mother son scene where they like have some no. sort of understanding where they he kiss learns and she goes like it's like mom. I'm kissing my brother, but there's no yeah. like really like I don't know. There's nothing like they never form a friendship. There's nothing really like the two have an understanding between each other that like Marty and George do by the end of the first one. Yeah, even okay. his mom in the first movie is probably, I mean, I guess um, Clara's maybe like the strongest female character in Back to the Future, and she doesn't really. That's a tough yeah. statement, Tyler. No, I, I know. <laughs> and she is, like, she jumps she on a train, the other women don't do that. She has, like, like lines, I guess, you know, yeah. like, there's not, you know. Ugh. Probably is the most dialogue of any woman in the series, yeah. maybe. Maybe Lorraine has a lot of di- more dialogue than her in the first movie. Uh, Marty does uh, a Dirty Harry slash Taxi Driver reference at that's once. Right. 
And I'm just like, who is this for? And this doesn't make have anything to do with anything. <laughs> it's for Caprice. Apparently, she's delighted. <laughs> no, I had to stop the movie, and I ranted to my boyfriend, like, when are we going to fucking stop with a taxi driver shit? I'm so over this. Who is it for anymore? Like, it's like, he was like, I told him, like, I feel like there's been recent kids movie with the taxi driver yeah. reference in it. And Jason was like, oh, well, it's for their parents. I'm like... Literally, parents of kids now probably haven't even seen Taxi Driver. Like, it's like that old of a reference. I mean, I know this it's movie's older, but like, that... <laughs> it's for B- Bad Dog Buford. It's just like make it stop. The... You don't want to yeah, hear anymore. I'm walking I... here. Look, I'm all for. I'm. I'm okay with that. I don't want to hear. Are you talking oh, to right. me in a mirror scene one more fucking time? Ever again. It, it, it's still happening, right? Am I, am I, I wrong? I don't think it's happening as often. I think society is pretty sick of that joke. It's just like a lot of like movies okay, in the 80s is. and 90s and even early 2000s were, would make that joke pretty frequently. It's like, there's like, I have two thoughts on that where it's like, if your movie's a parody movie and it's like really stylized and excessively cartoony, that joke could possibly work. Like maybe I'm thinking of like, more so like Animaniacs or like a Zucker Brothers <laughs> movie or something where it's just like really like cartoony. A cartoon. But like their jokes are like really like make more sense, I guess. But in a movie like this, like what if he quoted like, verbatim just Dirty Harry? Just the whole Dirty Harry Magnum speech. Yeah, just both of those things, like like in part two when he says like, like I'm walking here, I'm like both of these are like unmotivated references and they don't really have anything to do with the character, I guess Marty's just having fun as an '80s kid, so like, and he's just an mm-hmm. '80s kid, so he's just doing like generic movie references. So I guess that's he's what a 29-year-old '80s kid. <laughs> yeah, he should have he should have just fully looked in the mirror and imitated Clint Eastwood. Yeah. That would have been funny too. Like they put on like some, that would have like, been it spaghetti western music and him just like crying, making a Clint Eastwood scowl and like flicking the gun. Like people would have gotten it. Also, people imitating like. Uh, Robert De Niro in, in, in uh, Taxi Driver is not a cute look. Any- like that is like, yeah, it's probably really his most insane man role. <laughs> yeah, like I'm sorry, He's I will a- calm down. That really, like, I fucking just stop the movie when I saw him do that. I'd like walk around and like cool <laughs> off. Like <sighs> we're doing this, huh? This is where we're going. We're doing the Taxi Driver. He's almost as much of an agent of chaos as Joker himself. <laughs> oh, he is also Taxi Driver. I was wondering how we'd weasel uh, Joker into this episode. <laughs> Joker, I guess, is the mirror see- scene of reference from Taxi Driver as a film. <laughs> Joker That's... is our ongoing gag wow. on this podcast. Yeah, podcast. I've never heard it described like that, Tyler, and that really speaks to <laughs> I never really thought of it in those scene. words, but I'm just like, yeah, it's really referential to Scorsese movies from the 70s. I'm like, yeah, that's the best way to do it. We're just like, hey, you know that reference where he's talking in the mirror? That's the Joker. It's like, that's, that's kind of Joker. like the pitch on that movie. Yeah. Jeez. Ugh. I'm reading this. Uh, I read. I picked up, I, it's Comic Book Wednesday, so I did go to the comic book store, and they have a... Now, the writer on Batman I'm not a big fan of right now, and he's kind of rehashing this like Joker war thing, and I can't get Joaquin Phoenix out of my head now whenever I think of the Joker, so I'm kind of like, can we put the Joker down for a little while? No. There's a whole summer event that's going to be based off the Joker. They just need okay. to end, as long as they end the whole series by Joaquin Phoenix Joker laughing at you and saying, you wouldn't get it. <laughs> And then I just like I just like put the music on just to like silent. Like, Great! I'm so glad I paid all this money. 
And then you play the Gary Glitter song and be like, haha, that guy was a big creep. I'm dancing down the stairs. You don't want me to be like, where are the clowns? <laughs> oh, my Anyways, God. I, uh, <laughs> imagine, I, I mean, God, like, to think that that movie, even, even though I think that movie came out at a wrong time, to think now at this point in our lives that it came out at a good time is saying, you know what I mean? Imagine if that movie was, like, slated for, like, now. I don't know. I feel like that would have been some... Feel like that would have been some hard, hard shit. Yeah, and Batman's <laughs> not even in that. And what makes me like they have child Batman. I'm like, at least have somebody there that's gonna school this fool and be like, no, you don't get to be like a creepy person. Like, ugh. Child I know. Batman and not Alfred. Yeah, Alfred. Uh, yeah, not Alfred. Alfred, weirdest thing in the world. Hey, speaking of incels, uh, Doc Brown <laughs> says, "I never met a woman who liked Jules Verne before." That's right, he does. So in Doc, the most, Brown's like, ba- Doc Brown's basically like, oh, I'm in love with this girl because she likes Star Wars. I've never met a girl that likes Star Wars. Isn't that cool? And then he bangs two car action figures together. <laughs> he's like, I've read Infinite Jest six times it- through and she's read it once. Wow, what a girl. <laughs> I would have liked it if he just was like, he said that line, but then he's like, actually, I never talked to girls ever. Yeah, that's funny. That would have been... Why didn't I write these yeah, movies? Yeah, that's charming. He's going to have a better grip on this than the directors do. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, no, she's crying. <laughs> <laughs> I'll never have money. You'll <laughs> never have... Unless we go back in time. <laughs> no, I... Please don't make me go back in time. I really don't want to go back in time. Caprice will be fine. You're a white woman. You won't have as much rights, but we'll vouch for you. <laughs> Thanks. Jesus. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Well, I'll just like lock arm in arm with you guys. I'm going to walk down the street. I'll be like singing in the rain, but much creepier. <laughs> this episode is derailed far more than the time train in Back to the Future Part 3. <laughs> yes. I like it, though. And it's speeding that fast. It's like, yeah. there's no telling where it's going to no, go. No, we're like, we're the flying train in the end. We go wherever we want. Did it, no one else see that, like, in the town, in the valley, think, that there's a, fly, a flying train? I don't train? think anyone cares anymore in Hill Valley. <laughs> <laughs> They're just like, who gives a shit? People don't look up, especially in the Old West. Uh, people there's don't a giant look fucking up. train <laughs> steaming on by. So was that supposed to be going, that was going to go back in time? I don't, he says... Marty says, are you going to the future? And Doc says, I've already been there. Well, he's already been to the past, too. Where's this creep going to go? That's what I'm like. Is he going to go break time? Is he going to, like, the fifth dimension? <laughs> like, what is going That's on? That's what my idea was, yeah. With this poor woman? This poor... Did you just put up a on sad thing? I bumped the keyboard. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Um, with this poor school teacher woman who has... You know what's funny is when I saw them come out of the train together, I was like, oh, shit. They're going to live in the 80s yeah, together. That, that this is going to be wild. This is some Encino Man shit forcing these gay <laughs> men and women to live. And then I was like, I'm going to watch Encino Man. Encino <laughs> Man's pretty good. Yeah. But like that, seeing her in 1985 was like, how dare you? How dare you? How dare you? These are my kids, Jules and Vern. 
It's awful. But he's going to go to the fifth dimension and like, uh, yeah, like we were talking about earlier, he's going to go interdimensionally. Yeah. And do you, she felt, she probably was like, I'll let you have this for the first kid, but she let him call the second one Vern. And children with joke names just aren't funny to me because they exist in real life and I pity them. Wait, what are you talking like, about? The first kid that Doc has is named Jules. And I'm like, okay, like that's like naming wow. it after your favorite author. Cool. But then, then the second kid, Vern, <laughs> is... Wait, where is this information that they have kids? So they fuck. Yeah, they fuck. When do they, they fuck? fuck d- after the festival, Caprice. During like the Stargate. <gasps> Doc's walking around like a happy idiot. He did more than just kiss her that night. You don't see them in the far background? Just <laughs> doing just each rolling. other's brains out? <laughs> And ZZ Top's just oh, surrounding no. them, facing outwards, playing music. Oh, some Midsommar <laughs> shit. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's screaming and wailing at each other's faces. ZZ Top, Midsommar. I like that. <laughs> I'm going to cry. I'm That's so terrifying. Like, uncomfortable. This is what we strive for here on the franchise, making our guests uncomfortable and angry about the movie they had to watch. All right. Anyway, Marty, we we went over Marty practicing his draw. Yeah, Doc fucked last night because he's really happy. Um, yeah, all the businesses are trying to sell Marty stuff because they know he's gonna die. Yeah, and I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah, it's funny. <laughs> that, yeah. I did like that. Yeah. Like sponsors for like, tomorrow, death. sir. And he's like, no, no. And then he starts getting his measurements. He's like, hey, I told you, I don't need a suit. It's like, no, no, this is for your coffin. Yeah, we uh, set up the start cool. setting up the car for the train pushing thing, I guess. Doc confesses to Marty that he's staying in the past with Clara. Marty says, uh, no, don't listen to your heart. Listen to your brain, you stupid idiot. And Doc's like, oh, you're right. I should never listen to my feelings. I should only listen to my brain. So you're right. I will leave. And uh, I thought that was a little upsetting. So I'm like, wow, Marty really is kind of a dickhead to tell his friend don't listen to your heart yeah I th- everything about doc brown sets him up to be a creepy guy but i th- just want to believe that like we said before <laughs> because he's friends with marty basically he just has like he's i don't know it's just like this the very slim margin for him not being creepy you know where it's just like he yeah. he lets like teenagers hang out at his place when he's not there and like buys them beer yeah, marty's band practices there yeah buys them beer. but isn't that creepy on like a different level i don't know it's like ma the movie Ma. But, yeah, uh, the movie Ma. Well, just watching this, too, because, you know, this is the only time I've seen this duo, like, out, like as an adult after watching, you know, or, yeah, after watching, like, Rick and yeah. Morty. Mm-hmm. And, like, obviously it's that. But the, it's a funny thing. It's like, oh, no, let's make sure that they're related so it's not fucking Yeah, yeah exactly. Right. <laughs> Which is, like, on top of that, yeah, like. They live in the same house. Like, he's a grandfather grandchild relationship because yeah. other than that this is not weird. random old man and boy <laughs> that was the original rick and morty title random old man and boy doc brown just like hasn't <laughs> talked to women his whole life and it's just like more to that like i want to think it's more that he's just uh barely Listen. exists as a person yeah he's just like a crazy scientist man but i'm just like man there's just a lot of stuff I don't know. Thank God this. We don't want to watch that. Like, if we're watching like a fun action adventure movie, like we gotta make these people a little more likable. <laughs> yeah, it really. I guess they're guess what? Likable to white guess dudes. What? Now Doc fucks, so we like him a little more. 
Hey, that fucks. He gets those crazy eyes that I sent in that. I'm fucking here. Should have said that. What was that? He gets those crazy. That's why he gets those crazy eyes in that gif I sent you. Oh, God. (laughs) I really ignored that I like that they fuck. I just kind of like pushed it away. I didn't think about it it either. I mean, honestly, like, like I liked their relationship when I saw this on like cable when I was like ten. I was like, "Oh, this is what a relationship's like." But like now, I'm like, "This is kind of boring." Like, I don't know. <laughs> you have to really care about Doc Brown as a character for them to like have any kind of impact on you. Yeah, Doc confesses. A... Yeah, and I you don't care. Don't yeah. Doc. That's what I said. I was like, "Where's Uncle Fester?" <laughs> If I have to watch this level of energy on screen, it needs to be the Adams yeah. family. There you go. Hey. Speaking of, wink, wink, hint, say no hint. More, say no more. Franchise people. <laughs> we'll get you there. We'll get you there. I I owe... Uh, number yeah, two, I, please. Number two, okay. I owe you one. I owe Lily yes. like two good movies because the only movies she's done so far are ones she doesn't like. <laughs> Can me and can me and Lily be on the same? Episode? Yeah, so once fun. we have enough microphones, or we can actually all get together because Connor has enough microphones. I think. Yeah, I, I got like six. Yeah, that would be nice. We'll talk about the Chicago franchise. I've been quarantining as fuck. So oh, the Chicago <laughs> franchise. No, you you You'll don't hear dance that. steps. I mean, there's no fr- dance steps. <laughs> no. I feel like I got lost somewhere in this conversation. What happened? Just Caprice and Lily Nothing. love the the film Chicago. Oh, oh well, I would, That's I would do Chicago, franchise. dude. I love that movie too. I remember singing that with you guys down the street in downtown LA. <laughs> Mr. Cellophane. Hey, Doc Brown drinks the wake up juice because he drinks one whiskey, I guess, one shot. Thank you for fast forwarding. Huh? I said thank you for fast forwarding. Yeah, he passes out because he has one shot of whiskey. But right before that, he's really depressed because he thinks uh, Clara doesn't like him anymore because I forget why. Something, yeah, something. he tells her like, I have to go back to the future, and she's like, "You liar! You tell me some Jules Verne bullshit." Yeah, and then he's just really sad and tells the people in the in the saloon about running. It's just like, why yeah. are you guys talking about this? He's like, "What? People are in cars, so nobody walks or runs anymore." And then Doc Brown's like, "We do run, oh, but only run. for fun and recreation." And he's like, "Why for would fun? you do that for fun?" I'm just like, "God damn, eight nineteen eighties, like, just." I did, going back a little bit, I really liked her reaction. Yeah, that she was really mad at him. She didn't buy his, like, thing at all. Yeah, but she was like, fuck yeah, I you. Think, I think she's like, like, a good actor in this movie. Like, she gives a good performance, you know? Mm-hmm. She's just a good actress in general. No, it's generally that she would be like, oh, let me think about it. She's not. She's like, yeah. fuck you. And she's, You're and she's a liar. Like, like, Take Get me the with fuck you. out. <laughs> yeah. She's like, you idiot. You think I'd fall for that? Like, jeez. Get out of here. That's what I mean. She's Creep. the strongest female character in Back to the Future. Mm-hmm. She... What a prize. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> they make him the wake-up juice in the saloon, which yeah. apparently is a clickable link on Wikipedia that relates to prairie oyster, huh? which consists of a raw egg, oh, oyster it... sauce, vinegar, mm-hmm. and or hot sauce, table salt, ground black pepper, tomato juice, and I think that's it. And that's supposed to help wake you up. Tasty. And it works. And Doc wakes up and he passes out again. Marty's about to duel Buford. But he's like, you know what? I don't have to do that. I don't want to do it anymore. And he kind of learns to control his temper finally. 
Uh, he eventually has to duel him anyway, though, because Doc Brown is held at gunpoint. Um, while all this is happening, Claire is on the train. She's leaving town until she hears two old men talk about how sad uh, Doc is. And then she doubles back and heads back into town. Uh, the duel <laughs> happens. Uh, Biff, not uh, Biff, Buford shoots Marty, but Are he's wearing a metal plate. Are like how plotty this is or just... How plotty this is. Um, Every, yeah, everything. He gets shot and then he blocks it with a big metal plate. Um, Biff's shocked. Marty punches him into unconsciousness into a pile of shit. And... I wish Marty got shot. He deserves <laughs> he did get it. shot. How dare... Right no, but like really, like <laughs> shoulder wound the whole time. He's cr- you know they're climbing on the the he's train, like bleeding, like he's injured. Like he deserved to fucking get shot for him to think like I'm just gonna duel. Like fuck you guys. Like well, like I got this. It was a th- anyway. It was a th- sorry. Like, like Marty's like dying. When he got when he got shot, I was like, he fucking got shot. You deserve it, you punk. How dare you think you can handle this shit? Uh, yeah, really the priest. No then he wouldn't be able You're- to go to the lake with his girlfriend afterwards. It was at the point <laughs> just, of the... Just growling now. I'm just over here just like... <laughs> at the wake-up juice point, I just I wrote down WTF is happening. Because I'm like, why is this a scene? Like, It's just to show like another like Western thing. Like They're trying to come up with Old West stuff like they did with like 2015 future stuff. And it just does not... Doesn't play. Uh, yeah. But then... Yeah, he gets shot by Marty. <laughs> Marty gets shot by Marty. No, he gets shot by <laughs> Buford. And then somehow... Does Doc beat him? Because just it ends up basically that Tannen falls in horse poop again. Marty literally just punches him into a pile of shit. Right. And yeah, and then they Doc and Marty run away to the train. Seamus they get sucks. The door. Seamus, Seamus has sucks. like really no point in this movie. He doesn't have any kind of character. He just like is standing around. He serves as a jolt for Marty to control his temper. I believe that's the point of his character is to be like, you don't have to like attack anybody who calls you a coward. Like it's just words. Like he says that to him a couple times. Oh yeah, I guess you're right. So that's his whole existence. It should have been somebody else's job. Something maybe a little bit more important to the story or Marty's life in general and like the present, but it isn't <laughs> great. Great grandfather. <laughs> Tyler is just... his head hung low. I'm just like looking at my notes. I'm like, is there anything interesting? No, literally the. I know this point on, it gets real yeah. dull for me. The train pushes the DeLorean. Um, Clara catches up to them on horseback, and she gets on the train too. Um, she's about to fall off. Doc rescues her using the hoverboard. Marty goes back to the present. Hey, here's well again a lot of energy and a lot of yeah. Boredom. I was gonna say like <laughs> I did write this down. That Christopher Lloyd's great at delivery at uh, delivering exposition. It's like when he's talking about the anthracite or whatever, which just makes the train speed mm. up and change the smoke colors, yeah. <laughs> which I thought that was, was fun nifty. and cartoony. But it's like he's just explaining all that really fast and energetically. I'm like, yeah, this is a little reminiscent of the earlier movies, like especially the first <laughs> one. It's like, yeah, now I remember why I like Doc Brown. But it's just like <clears throat> these fleeting moments that aren't. It should be the whole movie, but this movie just kind of drags and doesn't really do much. No. Right, like what I was saying earlier, like the only scene I cr- I can remember liking was when they're in the blacksmith shop and he like made the little mini model of like how they're going to make the whole point of the movie happen. Yeah. With, you know, like, and I was like, oh, I'm on board. This is cool. And then like, 
an hour goes by. <laughs> yeah, which he does. He does in the first. And one, it's just too. nonsense. He like makes a, makes a little model on how the DeLorean's gonna mm. work. And he makes a whole little Hill Valley mm-hmm. set model set. It's yeah. fun. It's cute. Wait, it's Hill Valley, or are you saying the Valley or Hill, Hill Valley. Valley? Oh, I thought you meant like the Valley. <laughs> yeah. Glendale. Glendale. Okay, it's Glendale. It's where yeah. we are, Tyler. Oh, I just the got doxed. Burbank. <laughs> Hey, in Adam's Family Values, Gomez Adams also makes a prairie oyster. Hey. He does. He totally does. So you have to bring me back. You have to to finish the prairie oyster duology. (laughs) Maybe we should all drink a prairie oyster. That might be really fun. We'll all drink one on air. Like, we'll each make one and we'll drink it and we'll be like, "Uh uh-oh, danger zone. We should have made one for this. I'm so down. Ooh, well, we should have done some prep time. Like, I want to do it on air and have us all go, <laughs> and just make guttural sounds into the microphones. Sounds good. No, it needs to be us, plus mm-hmm. Lily, Adam's Family Values, Prairie Oyster. I like it. Write that down. Put that Let's on the it. calendar, Tyler. All right, I wrote it down on my hand. Perfect. Great. Don't wash it off. Um, <laughs> Don't worry. I don't believe in coronavirus. <laughs> I know. Shame on you, my good friend. Shame on you. I don't wash my hands ever. I never wear a mask when I go outside. I put too much, um, I because I've been putting natural or essential oils in my masks yeah. just to like feel alive yeah. again. And I put too much fern in fern in my in one, and like I went out and I was literally yeah. coughing a lot because it was too strong. And and everyone like, was like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, anytime I have allergies, I was like, it's just... <coughs> or like have to sneeze, I'm like, no, My- nobody think that I have it. I'm just <laughs> having allergies. Literally every, I had like a sore throat the other day, and I was like semi convinced, like, oh no, it's yeah. starting. I, I got the Rona somehow, yeah. but I'm, I'm still fine. So there you go. Yeah, allergies are, I don't know for you guys, but like my nose like never stops running right now. Like it's been really bad oh, mine for just me, and up. I constantly think I'm sick. Yeah, mine gets like it's been like it's just like itchy and this mm-hmm. like I'm like I'm sick and it's like I'm not I'm fine but yeah I don't know this is, is where we're at allergies time. need to go away for now until the pandemic is done abolish allergies <laughs> exactly not allowed so we know what's happening with or our get bodies in contact it's with not the fair. Lord or the person that controls the, <laughs> the Lord <laughs> we'd rather so, be talking about our allergies than back to the future part three i know right and we're so close to the end yes. marty heads back to his home biff is still a little wussy baby does anybody else have any personal ailments they want to talk about <laughs> no are you are you sure not at the moment at least i'd rather finish the okay, plot sorry. we can talk about our ailments afterwards Tyler. i was just trying to make uh, it worse make it longer <laughs> uh marty goes to pick up jennifer and she's still unconscious. He kisses her awake, and she thinks her trip to the future was just a dream. On the road to the lake, Marty is challenged to a race by needles. Remember him from the second movie? Flea? <laughs> yeah. Needles. Flea, yes. I was really happy to Douglas see Flea. That, like, I perked up a little bit. I got a little energy, a little pep <laughs> like, in my ooh. step. I was like, oh, Flea. Then what happened? And, uh... Um. He, yeah, the movie ended. He turns down a race from him. I like how he just knows who he is. Like, oh, hey, Needles, what's up? It's very casual. And they're about to race, and he says, no, no, we're not going to do that. And Jennifer finds the you're fired facts in her jacket, which I guess confirms her, hey, I didn't definitely didn't dream this. And then after Marty shows his 
just human level of oh, what's the one? not not patience. I guess maybe patience or like what would you guys call it? So it's self control. Just actual human level of self control. The mm-hmm. your fired fax disappears, and she's like, "Oh, I guess it was real." We go back to the crash site of the DeLorean, which when Marty came back was destroyed by a much bigger, scarier train. And yeah, that train doesn't stop either. It just keeps going after it plows through that DeLorean, which is also interesting. <laughs> I thought about that. <laughs> it's like it ran over like, like just fucking trash. <laughs> just trash. It's really hard it kind of plays into my theory that it's kind of hard in my theory that people in Hill Valley just don't care anymore. Like, there's a flying train, they don't care. <laughs> train plows through a DeLorean, they don't care. Nobody's driving that train. You've seen it all. It could be an automated train, that's right. Um, so, they revisit the wreck. Um, Doc Brown, in a future train, shows up with his two children, look really unhappy to be there. I mean, those spoiled, shitty kids have probably been to every period in time now. Wait, I don't remember seeing children. <laughs> oh, his children look like little demons. Like, they're both really angry or, like, sad. One's like... And the other one's like, I need to look up pictures because I literally blocked out children because I probably didn't want to. Th- I like I think about that. I like Back to the Future myself and like blocked it out of like thinking about them fucking. I think yeah, uh, Doc Brown's children, Jules and Vern. Do you think Doc Brown will ever want to go Back to the Future so that he never has kids? <laughs> I, I don't know. He is he has God powers. After him saying we should destroy a time machine, he makes another one, a better one. It, it's just so terrifying to me. Like this man has the <laughs> yeah. power of a god. He uses eighteen hundreds technology to build a time train. <laughs> yeah, you're like it runs on steam, Marty. I'm like you're a monster and you have to be stopped. <laughs> the fourth one should be Marty okay, has guys, to kill him. I found a screenshot where Clara, Vern, yep, and. Jules and their dog yes. look completely yeah. miserable. Yes. Like all four of them look like they've been. They're not also... happy to be on that train. He took them to the dinosaur times and they lost their third brother. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> Jules and whatever Ver- Jules Verne's middle name was. They're like, oh, yeah, we're not Jules talking about name. him. <laughs> he got eaten by a T-Rex. It was horrible. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, we've had like 10 kids. Oh, we God. Just keep... This is Jules Two were killed seven. by Jack the Ripper. <laughs> um, I also, oh. I was contemplating sending this to you guys, but I guess I'll just bring it up because it's just weird. But the little blonde kid who I think is Vern, like in the movie, he like does this like come here motion to the camera and then like <gasps> points like he has to pee, I think. And it's in the movie. What? So I think it was like some kind of sign what? where he's like trying to tell like the AD that he has to pee, but like it's in the movie. Maybe they're like he's like, "Come here, come on the train." Come I know it's really creepy. Forever and ever, it's really strange. So I, you guys, though, like for real, I am really scared for myself that I don't remember seeing this in the movie. Like, I remember this scene and see, I'm looking at it and I don't remember kids or a dog. It's a, Caprice, it's okay. They have no lines of dialogue. He literally yeah. gestures them for a minute and then the, for like a second, the scene cuts away back to a one shot of him talking to Marty and Jennifer and he's like, make the future whatever you want. The future's not written in stone. Do whatever the fuck you want with time. <laughs> Go kill some dinosaurs, Marty. <laughs> Here's a rifle. Come with us. We're hunting raptors tomorrow. <laughs> 
What's tomorrow anymore? It's only today for me. <laughs> he just doesn't sleep ever anymore either. <laughs> it's 12 o'clock forever. He just keeps peeling his face off from that like, rejuvenation <laughs> clinic that he went to in the second movie. I swapped out my colon twice a day. You guys, I'm so much more horrified that they have kids and they're like doing this with children and a dog. Yeah. Like I am like mortified right now. I I had no idea. Mm-hmm. I'm disgusted, Doc. And guess what? They're not obviously happy to be there. That, that none of them look happy to be in that disgust. No. Not discussing this beautiful, terrifying time machine that this God Man created. He who would tempt God himself <sighs> and alter time. <laughs> I yeah. guess the thing with Marty is that he would have hit that Rolls Royce and broken his hand, so now I guess he can get a record deal and become a rock star. Yeah. As opposed to becoming... I'd like to see the fourth one where it's like, Marty succumbs to drugs and like cheats on Jennifer or something, and Doc's like, Marty, what are you doing? Yeah, they could just reset everything, but... <laughs> I don't know, guys. I don't like time travel movies now. <laughs> This movie has taught me there's a, a Spider-Man quote that I really like for this for Ben Parker, um, a, 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 the clone Spider-Man. And the tagline for his series is Scarlet Spider, all the power, none of the responsibility. And I feel like that now describes <laughs> Doc Brown and his attitude towards it, time travel. It does. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. I was just agreeing with you. No, so yeah, hard. It, does. it just feels like, like just the fact that they would even go back again. And just by chance, fuck more shit up that they've all, you know, just. Okay, I did you already explain this to me? Sorry, I am, I am progressively. We're ready more to dark. explain more to you. <laughs> why do they even, why do they even go, What what is happening in the present for Marty that he needs to go meddle with his parents' relationship? And also, why does Biff act like fucking Rensfield and like washing his car and shit <laughs> now? Tally, do you want to take this? Um... I don't even remember why he has to go. Oh, because he just wants to change how his family is. No, it, I don't even. It's remember. a mistake, isn't it? It's an oops. Because Doc's originally going to go back in time to. Oh, he has to save Doc because he thinks Doc got killed by the Libyans, but Doc was fine. Yeah, but he even time travels at first by mistake. Yeah, like he's just escaping from the Libyans, and then like he by mistake gets to eighty-eight miles per hour and time travels. What escape? Oh, oh, you don't know what the what? Libyan terrorists in the first movie that killed Doc Brown? <laughs> uh, no. Wait, for yeah. real? Oh, and then he just accidentally like meddles with his family, with his mom and shit? It kind of happens that way. Like He teaches his dad to, to basically in order to get with his mom, because his mom starts to have a crush on Marty, because he basically takes the place of his dad, because his mom basically has like Florence Nightingale syndrome. We're like heard. I remember all that. Yeah, yeah, definitely remember yeah. that. Just so the initial reason that Marty goes back in time and this whole fuckery happens is—it's a mistake. Okay, yeah, it's just an oops. So none of this needed to no. happen. This trilogy is not useful. It all started on an oops. He had no desire to like. I want to change my family. It was—it's just a big oops. And then his family happened to be changed by the actions he made them or imparted on them. In the first movie. So when you learn by that by now and like not try to keep going into the past, like keep it at like, why were we going back again? Because he wants to, like, he I, wants I get, to save like, Doc from getting killed. 
I guess. But he's alive in the fifties, and he could be fine there. He'd be fine in the fifties until he gets hits eight until he hits nineteen eighty five, where he would then go back to the western area and die there. So, so he, from fifty five to eighty five, that's a fine life. He, he's even old in, in fifty five. He's not even born in fifty five. He's like, I don't know. He's like probably sixty in fifty five. <laughs> I don't know, you guys. Please don't make me watch any more of these movies ever again. You won't have to. It's over. <laughs> Thank you. Back to the Future Part 3. Is is it the manure cart in which every tannin crashes into? I would say so. Yeah. It's just, you're right. It's like sad. I don't know. It was like, it made me sad to watch this movie. <laughs> yeah, it can, it's like a weird... I don't know. It it makes me glad by how much the world has changed since 1990. Basically, mm-hmm. I know it's just a, piece a lot of, of these movies. I feel like we're learning that lesson, like over and over again. We're learning this lesson. Yeah, like this feels like a weird alternate reality where it's like, if things never changed and like the U.S. was still like just as, uh, I don't know, yuppie and like white male centric <laughs> as it was in 1990. You know, it's just like, oh, I'm really glad the world isn't like this anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, nearly as much. I mean, it's not like everything's yeah. fixed, but you know, it's just kind of like a terrifying vision on it. of the world. Yeah, it was just weird because I, I really went into it thinking like, oh, you know, this is going to be a fun little romp, mm-hmm. and it's not. No, yeah, I'd really, it's not cute. I'd really <laughs> like it to be. Just like, there's too much to think about. But then also, it's just yeah. Maybe that's our fault. Maybe maybe we're like digging too much into this and like imparting all of our like gained morality on this movie that is just maybe ignorant in general. Yeah, definitely. I. It just either needed to be a lot more serious or a lot more fun. Mm -hmm. It's too teetering on like a level of like nothingness. Yeah, I think that's what we're really getting at, and like not the good kind of like philosophical nothingness, but just like. It's actually just not, not, it's just like an empty, empty hole. Mm-hmm. It's like a tumbleweed, if you Hey, will. that's an analogy. That's good. I like that. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Yeah, it's just like right in the middle where it's both not enjoyable enough and problematic enough to make you think way too much about it. Mm. So Exactly. Now, yeah, it's really hard to just have fun with it as a Western because there is also this struggle that it's a sci-fi. Do you know what I mean? Like, at the, or not sci-fi, but like a fantasy movie at the end of the day that they are trying, there's this mission beyond the yeah, Western. Yeah, so it can't be too serious because it's still supposed to be like just a fun popcorn movie. But then, yeah, it's just stuck between those. And then like, I just think the first movie has a lot, does a lot better job at like not... Like in part, it's not in the 1880s, so it's easier to not do as much stuff like this. But it's just a lot easier for the first. Like the first movie basically does a better job at not making you think about all the problem problematic stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, you're wrapped up in relationship stuff where you're like, "Hey, we have to get this done." Ignore some of this other stuff. But I yeah, I thought of a game for this that you let me guys, you guys let me know if you want to do this or not, but I wanted to base it off our time travel fiasco with Ryan and call it. What point in time would you like to travel back to the least? Oh, okay. You guys down for that? Or we can just cut this out and we just not have a game or a different game. I'm down with this. I might need a second to think about it. You go first, Connery. 
people hate women <laughs> everywhere um <laughs> everywhere all the time the time i would like to least travel back to i'm going to say i probably wouldn't enjoy i wouldn't enjoy the frontier time i really wouldn't my my mom has an ongoing saying that she feels like she was it was like would be a good frontiers person and she just likes the idea of like discovering the new world that kind of thing and like just going west in like a carriage i guess but I feel like I'd hate it. I am very. I don't. I, I. I feel like I'd hate it. Like traveling like that, I would hate it so much. And the West seems so dirty and gross that I'd just be like, <laughs> like everyone's disgusting and nobody brushes their teeth, and I. I'd just be miserable. So the Wild West, I'd never travel there myself. Last of Us Part Two wouldn't come out for another 130 years. Oh yeah, are you kidding me? I'm. I'm like a little technology whore. Like I swear to God. Anyway, how about you guys? What time period least like to travel to? God, there's so many. I like everything that comes up in my brain. I'm like, yeah, that would be bad. Oh, that would be worse. That would be equally as bad. I don't know. Like, are we? Should we? Are we narrowing it down to just like American history? And any time period. I'm giving any time period you want that you would like to not ignore, but be be a part of. I guess be inserted into. Um. I guess like, like the the like Plymouth, like pilgrims oh, yeah. shit. They think so you're like a witch. Salem witch trials. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would definitely be like killed immediately. I'm just a little too weird. They'd be like Hang witch. Well, let's see you talking to Black Philip. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> oh hell yeah. <laughs> Exactly. No, I just, I just feel like not only is it like a really, you know, it's like very depressing, repressive time for women, mm. but at any given point, you could just be killed for no reason, and that's stressful. Very dreary too. Yeah, just not, not for me. I hear that, Tyler? Yeah. What time period would you like to not be a part of? Mm, I was thinking about time travel just like yesterday. I think just like just thinking about watching these movies and everything. And I just kind of just totally solidified why I don't like time travel movies in the first place is because I don't like to, I don't know. I just, it's like, yeah, I I guess I'm somewhat of a nostalgic person, but not really anything like how nostalgic back to the future is. It's like, I don't ever want to go back. Like, I know this is just a cop out, but like, I just don't ever want to go back in time to any period because I already know everything that happened before today. So it's like I'd rather learn new things every day than like go back to any other period, you know. But oh, absolutely! It's just because it's just like okay, well, we already know all this stuff. Then what's next? It's like I, you know, even though like there's a pandemic going on right now, I'd rather it be right now than three months ago or like five months ago or something. Just because like time's still going on, we don't know what's happening. I'd rather not know what's going to happen next, you know. Mm. But. So out of all of that, yeah, what is the worst? Part? Yeah, exactly. Uh, I guess <laughs> when all the dinosaurs were alive, well, even that would be kind of cool because, like, for a second, I'd be like, "Hey, cool dinosaurs!" But like, right when the meteor hit, I guess probably then, because then I just blow up. But <laughs> just be eviscerated. <laughs> I don't know. Wow, that's kind of that's kind of a cop out. Like you're like, oh, I just want to die. Yeah. Any like, I'll just, I want to die immediately. Caprice, I love that you're holding Tyler. Actually, his feet mm. to the fire to play this game. <laughs> You must do this. The least I'd ever want to be. 
Uh, like your your time machine has broken down in your least ideal place. You don't have a hand in it. I don't know. Probably, I guess, just the Middle Ages because it's bubonic plague and just nobody washes themselves and yes, the church wants your gold and yes. <laughs> that sounds like it really sucks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you're a witcher. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tyler of Rivia. Tyler of Rivia. <laughs> uh yeah so the middle ages that was, i was thinking that too that was like but i was just thinking more of american history yeah. i saw it just like yeah that too. or just like ancient like biblical times or whatever because people would probably just threw rocks at everybody for no reason so you don't want to hang out with a with a goliath or what are those things called the the scary half demon half people that were running the nephilim you don't want to hang out with any nephilim nephilim, nephilim. yeah they're like half demon half people think about they're 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 angels. They're fallen angels. I was raised uh, in a cult, so I know all about Fun. the Bible. Um, uh, angels that came down and and raped women, mm-hmm. and their offspring were nephilim. Yeah, I'd rather hang out with half. <laughs> you don't want to hang, out, hang with out with half man, half goat that sings training songs to me, played hey. by Danny DeVito. Oh gosh, that took me a quick. So you want to be a hero, kid? Whoop de doo. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. This question is really like kind of vague. It's really making your brain hurt. I don't know. There's just so many situations I don't want to live in. So <laughs> it's a it's a real <laughs> pessimistic question to ask. Yeah. It goes along with this whole. Yeah, that's what I thought too. I'm like, this might be the opportune ha- time to ask something like this. My game was going to be yeah. what are the pros and cons of dating Doc Brown? Oh, that's a good one too. Can we play that too? Oh, okay. let's do it. You go, Connery. Pro. You get to basically date a god man. And the con to that would be you have to put up with dating a god man. Though that that's my pro and con. I mean, that's there's uh, there's not much more I can think of than that. I mean, on the skin, I mean, like generally personality not not too cool. Like nice, but like too much energy. Like for me, um, you know, I'd be too afraid to not be intelligent enough for him. Uh, but yeah, I mean, generally what Connery said, it's just more of like, this is like a God person. It's a lot of pressure. Mm -hmm. I mean, cool. Sure. But also existentially terrible. He holds all the power. Existentially terrible. Yeah. He could leave you in like, victorian era london or what if he gets shot and killed doing something stupid in like prairie in like what's called um witch times maybe he's accused of being a witch and he's killed and then you're just stuck there and you are the wife uh the the wife of a dead witch and you're probably stoned to death too yeah no there's no your kids are eaten for power well, if my kids looked like those kids at the end of the movie, then... Doc Brown probably eats his kids to, like, maintain his immortality. <laughs> yeah. Those kids are going to be scary. Like, couldn't you imagine, like, a 10-year... Like, a, even, like, 14, 16-year-old child who's seen all of time just being, like... <laughs> yeah, his kids are going to be, like, star <laughs> child. Like, they're just going to fucking destroy the world or something. Yeah, they're horrifying. And then, like, they... And then we drop in on them trying to go to like the seventh grade in like 2009. And they're just like, 
the most terrifying people. Doc in the Brown world. is just Kronos <laughs> eating his children. Oh, they're like they are just terrifying star children. It'd be a nightmare. That see, that's another movie. Make that movie <laughs> where Doc Brown eats his children. Who wants to watch no. that? No, where Doc Brown sends his like star child children to seventh grade math <laughs> in two thousand nine. Yeah. yeah, Doc Brown's kids are definitely gonna be like sociopaths. Mm-hmm. The- yeah, they're gonna they're they're sons and daughters of God. Yeah, and they'll even like-, be like death means nothing to me. I will turn back time and make it so you didn't die. You have no control. I have all the control. <laughs> right, we're gonna like it's like with their existence in our world, we're gonna have to bring back like like myths about like gods and their <laughs> fallen fucking children and like, like the beginning of like God's a terrifying but cool movie yeah yeah let's right i mean universal it's... was the one who picked this up yeah yeah let's finish the universal i think we can like, do it like the new mythology of of super powerful scientists and how they are raising their children what that looks yeah like. that's kind of like a fantastic four if they ever like got that off the ground with reed richards like two children like his son's like is like the child of the sixth dimension it has like crazy level powers and i'm not sure what i think his daughter can do like semi that i think she's nearly as powerful as him but the comics for some reason just kept him having like crazy ass powers and she's kind of just like dipped down lower which is very comic booky but hey it's I just thought I just thought of Reed Richards kids and I'm like how come that's never been in Fantastic Four? That'd be really really cool seeing the Fantastic Four which is just like a family basically trying to raise a god, like a literal god. Yeah. I mean, Doc Brown. I don't know much about Fantastic Four, but I like yeah, it. I don't really either. Sounds good. It sounds fun. And on that note, I guess we should leave. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Tyler, do you want to tell everybody where our next series is? Get the trash can. Oh yeah. Oh, you pick it out of a trash yeah. can? No, that's not real. I already told the dates of mine. Just... Here we go. <gasps> it's a Cheeto wrapper. <laughs> the next one is... Dun, 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 the Pirates of the Caribbean. It's Pirates dun, of the Caribbean. It's not Game of Thrones. All right, you know what? I won that I got to do Back to the Future 3, if that's the next. <laughs> wow. Ouch. No, I I do like I do like some of the movies, but if I had, like, there are some that I would be very sad to see. At least with this, is like a whole new viewing yeah. process yeah. for me. Like, But to think about having to sit through at least maybe four of those movies, because they're fucking long. There are long. five of them. <laughs> no, I'm saying there, there are only five of yeah. them? So far. Okay, so there are three of them that I would not want to watch yeah, again. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> so if we have you on for At World's End, you'd be really upset about it. I might, like, have to, like, question everyone's friendship question. here. <laughs> All right, so. If you're going to if you're gonna take me, if you're going to make me do back, back, back to the Future, uh, Back to the Future Part 3 to any Pirates movie might be a bit of a problem for me. Connery, what are Tyler's your... already cast it all. What? What are your rankings for Back to the Future? Oh, right. One, two, three. Yeah, same. <laughs> all right, we're done. Bye. <laughs> 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 it's pretty pretty cut and clear. There's not really any competition there. Um, right. Wait, is it? Are the guests a secret?
for the next franchise? Yes, Man. but the next oh. guest on Pirates of the Caribbean, Curse of the Black Pearl, will be Lily Young. Redemption. Oh. Talking about the first movie that on here that she actually likes. So, because she did Spider Man 3 and Hunger Games Part 4 <laughs> before this. Yeah. I would do the first one, but. Well, Whatever. I gave you pi- I gave you Back to the Future Part Three instead. Okay, <laughs> let's thanks. do plugs. You're welcome. Caprice, do you have plugs. anything to plug? Plugs. Who's? Do I yeah, plug? plugs on the Caprice? What'd you do? Oh, um. So I I do film stuff. If you want to see any of that, you can check it out at strongmanfilms.com. Yeah. That's about it. Good. Or, or no, check me out on Instagram. Uh, my band is called Lava Works Inc. There it is. Uh, based on uh, the ending scene of Terminator 2 <laughs> when they're in a lava factory. So I named my band after that lava factory. Red, Kari. What do I have to plug? Boy, oh boy. If you enjoyed the sound of my voice and you also enjoyed tabletop role-playing games, and you might want to check out Starship Impala, a game where me and four other amazing friends play the role-playing game Starfinder. We have two seasons and over 100 hours of content waiting for you to listen to, so check it out when you get the chance. Tyler, plug us. Follow us at FranchisePod on Twitter and Instagram and the Franchise on Facebook and the Franchise Podcast at gmail.com. I still haven't even been signed up for spam on there. I don't know what's wrong with you guys. You need to email us something, and we'll we'll say it out loud. We'll say something out loud. Uh, thanks for joining us. Caprice, thanks for coming on and talking about this movie that you didn't like at yeah. all. And I hope you're on okay. here again soon. Thanks for stomping on the patriarchy with us. Oh, of course. <laughs> anytime. Absolutely anytime. Um, yeah, I um, I feel like I need a little bit of a redemption here, and I really hope you guys follow through with we that. We will. That Adam's Family Part 2, like, uh, what was the drink called again, Tyler? Uh, prairie Oyster. Prairie Oyster. With the Prairie Horse, sounds like a must. Prairie Oyster. Prairie Oyster. Oyster. <laughs> I dare you. And on that note, like the great Buford Mad Dog Cannon once said, I hate manure. Okay, we can stop recording. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah.